feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. It's another episode of the Bash Report Podcast. Brian Cook, you over there? Right here. We're back. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ready as ever. We are here. It is a Wednesday. What's the date today? The 28th of June? 28th of June. Over the hump of the year. You believe we're almost in July already? It's going quick. It feels like we've had the same weather for like months. It's been amazing. Right? Nice and mild. It's it's about to end in two days. That's what I I hear there in the valley. It's going to start getting the, the swelter is on. We're, we're going to see uh, it's supposed to hit 107 or 108 Friday. And what a jump, 92 to freaking 108. I'm not ready for it. I'm not mentally or physically prepared for it. I don't have my summer body yet. Winter went by too fast for me. Yeah, and, well, you got a good taste of that beautiful um, Santa Cruz marine layer weather, me and you both. Oh, dude, if my OnlyFans account ever takes off, I'm moving to the coast. That's it. <laughs> so, That's it. again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, hopefully, this two-week schedule is working out for you. It's working out great for us. Uh, we're stoked um, on how everything's kind of kind of played out. Uh, before we, we do anything, I want to give a shout-out to our boy, uh, Fidel Landeros, longtime listener and a, and a big supporter, one of the OGs on the Patreon um, so if, if for people that listened last week, we had Vince Borges on and, uh, I just, I, I don't know why I dropped the gorgeous Borges before we had him on and Ryan thought that was very funny and we talked to him about it and, and he, he said, there's no, there's no other word that rhymes. Like, can you find another word that rhymes? And Ryan, leave it. Yeah, to- I think he said, I think he, he said he'll give somebody a brand new Phoenix M1 if they could think of it. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that completely, but <laughs> I actually don't know if he said that. <laughs> he, he said, he, well, but no events. He'd probably said to, it to you, you to you, but, um, I did. So Fidel, uh, reshared the podcast and said, he's trying to think of, of, of a word. And so I think it was a day or two later, he hit me up and it was, he came up with the forges, which if you look at that word, You'd be like, what the heck's a forges? But it's it's plural, right? It's the plural of forge, which is what yep. you make a, 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 you know. Forging things. Forging things. Like not a check, like a exactly. metal forge. Exactly. <laughs> well, for, well you could, it could be forge. No, for, that wouldn't work. But this one does. And so forges I, who forges. A, a for, forges. The forges. <laughs> so what I, what I told Vince when I said it to him, because I thought it was hilarious. He goes, what's a forges? I was like, it's like. It's like the forges of Borges. It's like what you would see in like a Lord of the Rings movie or um, or or Game of Thrones. It's where they make all the badass armor, yeah, which is you're fitting, forging. right? Because they forged some badass rods over there at Phoenix. It makes sense. So I was so I was so impressed, not only with um, just Fidel's an awesome dude, but um, I was like, you know what, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you something. Because we're still sending stuff to, especially people that are on our Patreon. So, um, if you are a Patreon member, and he's also always out there, like sharing our stuff and things like that. So, um, if you are, if you are on on the Patreon, it's like three bucks now if you want to get on that. Um, and you share anything like that, this is the way we're gonna do it. If we just any kind of interaction, me and Ryan are just gonna pick it once a month what the best one was, and we're gonna send you some stuff. So. 
I know who Fidel is. I had this guy out a couple months ago. Yeah. About three months, three months ago. I had him out. Now I remember super cool guy. Yeah. He's uh he's, he's the man. So yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm bad with names, Fidel. Sorry, buddy. But I thought it was hilarious. Um, and we love getting that kind of interaction from you guys. So, uh, we're going to be doing that. Uh, if, and if you can, we haven't asked in a long time, if you can leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts, and uh, subscribe. That's another big one. If you want to just go ahead and add us to your podcast so that we're in your feed, um, that's huge for um, showing up more in their algorithm. So if you can do that, uh, leave a five star. If you want to leave an actual review saying something nice about us, um, that would be fantastic. Incredibly helpful as well. We appreciate that. Very much appreciated. And if you don't want to leave us a five star review, just don't leave a review at all. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Just go ahead and skip that. I think at one point we said like, don't hey, we, just, what the don't heck? We just, have go ahead, one, just, just go ahead and leave a, a one star. And then we, we had, had some takers on that. So we have that. Don't we have a, a one star? Review oh, no, we have. A, we have a few now. We, we've really we've been around long enough to where we've created some people that 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 have that hate. They just don't like it for whatever reason, which is fine. You can't. You, I'm reading a book right now. It's called The Courage to Be Disliked. Um, which I'm, I'm fine with that. Some people don't, some people aren't going to, aren't going to like you. They aren't going to understand you. That's the life. You can't go around trying to please everybody. And I thought I could do that when I started this and Ryan, you were the one who told me that that is going to be impossible. Oh no. Fish are a bunch of, bunch of crybabies, man. And you were correct. So, um, yes, anything you can do to help it's, uh, appreciated, but we had ourselves a damn day on Saturday, not of the bass fishing variety. We had us. <laughs> A grand old, a grand old time, hooting time. A little, little, little rock cod fishing. One of us caught a nice ling cod. One of us did. Yep. Yep. Um, Joe, you got to see that, Joel. That was pretty good. Sure up close and personal. It. Up close and personal. Made that ling cod my biatch from four hundred and fifty foot of water. It was. Uh, it was pretty impressive to watch. It was like watching. <laughs> it somebody, was fun. It was like watching somebody <clears throat> pull up an anchor with a broomstick. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hand it to my my buddy here though. He he did give me the rig to catch it on. He said, "Hey, tie this on." Well, the old timer said, uh, "Well, that rig you got there, that rig right there, I'm, I never do well with those rigs." Oh, that was Mister. I've been doing. I've 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 been out 150, 200 times rock cod fishing. We're just like, over. We're, we're just over you there. You still haven't st- learned how to do it. St- and that was my favorite quote of the day. Besides the besides the captain saying. You, like it, the bite was wide open. If you got it to the bottom, you were going to get bit. Period. Like that yeah. was that was it. And there was no bait involved. Just drop your rig down. <laughs> you're going to get. He's, he said the whole front of the boat has fish on. Reel your lines said, in. He said everybody just reel in. The whole he said the whole bow is bit. <laughs> the whole bow is bit. That's what he said. And then the other one. The other one was. Was y'all over here pumping? This isn't wicked tuna. This just isn't tuna. wicked tuna. It's real. <laughs> but Dude, we, you you put you put the rod on you put the rod on the bar and you just reel. That, I mean, that was it. You were just winching up or on on the rail. We're winching up. We're winching up groceries and really quality fish. If you guys are are looking to go out, have some fun, and actually bring home some really good fish, I don't think I've ever been on a trip where the quality was as good as it is. All of these fillets are huge. So I I'm I'm weighed all of mine and came out to an after I cleaned everything and bagged it right before I froze it it was ten pounds even worth of, of just fillets that's just impressive fillets, which is pretty good yeah that's and they impressive. were they were chili peppers and they were they were the good kind so um, yeah they were delicious 
but bright, it was a blast. colorful fish is all I know. Yeah. It was cool. They were almost they were almost all those bright orange ones that we caught. I don't know what the name of all of them, these rockfish are, but almost every one we caught was some that, sort those, of bright orange those color. Those chili peppers, they call them. Yeah. The, the red hots. The red hot chili peppers. Um, yeah, no, it, it worked out great. We didn't book that trip until Thursday, so super last minute. Um, mm-hmm. I only have three weeks before Oliver starts uh, starts uh, his sports backup. Um, not soccer. That's my youngest, but plays basketball. He starts basketball again. So we only had a couple weeks to make this work going to Tahoe next weekend. So it was great that it all worked out. Austin, I, uh, my brother-in-law was, was there with us and, um, yeah, it was, uh, what a cool guy too. I love that guy is just, he takes the abuse too. Yeah. But he dishes <laughs> it out. He takes it. He, I don't know. I mean, what a, what just a cool guy, man. Yeah. I love that dude. Just a cool guy. Austin, not you. So yeah, if you are looking for a, a good one to go out of, uh, we went with uh, Stagneros on the Legacy on a seven-hour. Um, you know, it's not too far out. It, weather was great. The deckhands were stellar. Um, made a mention of my uh, my Eric's tackle hat that I got from Joey Camacho. It's like, oh, they're down in Ventura. I'm like, they sure are. Look at that. <clears throat> People well well known Eric's tackle, I guess. But um, yeah, everything was cool. So if you guys are looking for for a trip to go out, I would str- I would strongly recommend it. I definitely liked it. I, w- I was impressed. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go do it again we're soon. Hopefully, again soon, yeah. Hopefully before the end of July. Yeah. Um, Toxic Day. There was a lot going on this this last week, and Toxic Day looked like it was a huge success. So congrats to the, those guys, Caesar, and um, all the bait makers out there. That thing was huge, man. If they could get half the people, a quarter of the people, to go to tournaments like that. Like, it's just pretty impressive, but um, yeah, we were out fishing, a lot so, of, so we missed it. A lot of days were made, and a lot of uh, selfies were taken. There were, there were. Um, Everybody had a good time. It looked like though they did. Talked to talked to a bunch of people. It looked like it was a great <clears> time. So so congrats. Um, pretty cool deal. Um, what else? We were planning on going to Toxic Day. You and I. We are. We were. We were. Right. And, you know, the As, only. As you said, we went grocery shopping. We went grocery shopping instead, just to, like I said, if, if it was, if it, if I had weekends <clears throat> open all the time and we could have went uh, and done this trip a little bit later, we would have. But as soon as sports start up, I try not to miss my kids' stuff. So, um, and not to mention just getting all of our calendars lined up through different people was uh, was tough. So, I got to tell you, it's so awesome having a wife that works at a gun shop that has a really cool selection of tackle. Because do you know what happens every time I'm out there on the water like today and I'm about to run out of a bait and I need it for tomorrow? What's that? Just one quick phone call and it and it, it is on my fishing bench when I get home. That's pretty badass. Isn't that awesome? Not bad. I'm looking at five packs of a special bait that I can't really talk to you guys about, but it was pretty cool to have her do that. Thanks, babe. No problem. Is that the only bonus I am? No, there's <laughs> a lot of bonuses. I'm good. That's just Dude, one. She held her own, too. She was out there. She did, us, dude. Like she caught fish. She laughed. She talked shit. She took a nap. Drank beers with mm-hmm. us. It was awesome. It was a good time. The girl can drink beers with the best of them. She's yeah. she can throw them back. <laughs> what else was what there? Else? So we've got on today's show. We've got uh, Claire Rickaball, Jr. Wright, Joey Skim. It's gonna you be know what that one. is, Joel. It's gonna That's be a super solid lineup. It's a super solid lineup. Um, we're going to have some fun. Uh, 
I mean, it's on everybody's mind. We're not going to go into it too deep. We're, we're not really going to talk about it with anybody, I don't think. But um, if you guys, obviously, if you're into the tournament scene here, well, the Wild West stuff is starting to get more and more, um, I don't know, dramatic. I guess there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, the owner guy, I'm not going to mention any names, makes a post, and there's some stuff there. And then Austin Bonjour, who's who's a, a angler on the Apex and, and fishes the Wild West Pro-Ams, put out a video. If you haven't seen that, uh, go look that guy up. Um, I was thinking about putting it here, just the audio, but uh, I don't think I really need to do that. Go look up Austin Bonjour, and um, if you want to know kind of what's going on with that whole thing from an angler's point of view, uh, go do that. Look that guy up and, and check out that video. Pretty interesting stuff. And like we were saying, it, it's interesting that more guys haven't come out kind of from his point of view, which is the I pay me point of view. <laughs> so, right. Um, but it is uh, it is something going on. So I don't know. We talked about it enough last week. It's out there. There's it's out there. There's it's not a shame. A, there's not a whole lot more news that's going on about it, but this is the Bass Report, so we got to bring it up. Um, it's a sad deal. Um, I'm hoping those guys get their money. That's really what it comes down to. Because what, t- what it sounds like from Austin is it's really going to hurt his ability to actually fish tournament the rest of the tournaments this year because he put yeah. in that money, which that's that's a shame and that's shitty um, and needs to be fixed. So Needs to be made right. That's, that's, all there is that, to that's our that stance here at the Bass Report. But we're going to focus on the positive. That's right. I got something really positive. We got Ed Lacey dates set. Thank you. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, buddy. When's the date, Joel? Um, I I don't... November something? November 4th. There you go. We're doing... uh, This is our third annual Ed Lacey Memorial Tournament. For those of you newer to the podcast, it's a pretty special event that we run. Um, Ed Lacey was a client of mine who passed away um, actually due to COVID, but he had COPD and he was in his eighties, but super cool guy. Loved to fish, love the kids, love the sport. So in his honor, um, we host, we throw an annual Ed Lacey Memorial tournament. The proceeds every year go to an organization, um, some sort of fishing organization last year. And this year, again, the proceeds are going to the real warriors fishing foundation. Um, who is an organization that specializes in getting veterans out of isolation and out on the water fishing. So pretty awesome deal. Pretty awesome tournament. We've had two real successful years with that. Um, I don't expect anything less this year. We do need all your guys' support. We need your help, whether it be showing up to fish the tournament, whether it be through raffle prizes that we can raffle off to don't to, to grow some more funds to give to this organization. Um, whatever you can do helps even sharing a post, just spreading the word, whatever you guys can do. Just, we appreciate the help. So it's going to be November 4th, Lake McClure, $200 all in entry fee. Um, We're going to have two person teams. You can have a third on the boat. If it is a youth 15 years of age or younger or a veteran. So you got any more questions on that? You can reach out to Joel, reach out to me. If you have any, I know we're a way out, we're a ways out, but it, it's nice to start getting on top of these things. So if you have donations, um, have something you can donate, know of donations, whatever, reach out to one of us. We'll try to get it, that ball rolling. And uh, I'm super excited for it again. I want to see, I want to see a bunch of boats out there. So if you've got, if you've got a boat and you're thinking about fishing a tournament, this tournament's a lot of fun and uh, 
tons of good giveaways and cool stuff. It's always fun hanging out afterwards. If you if you're thinking about fishing it, find somebody who's a who's a um, a vet and and see if they're down. You know, it's like um, I'm already uh, I'm already uh, teamed up. I'm ready to go. I got a vet. Um, we're actually going on his boat, so I get to get back seated. It's gonna be fun. I thought you said he's going to let you all. <laughs> no, no, I'm not letting that, not letting that happen. Because you're going to catch him so I'll, great if you're in the front I'll, of the boat. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy to be backseated to a vet. I thought he said he's going to let you run his boat. No, no, I'm not letting that happen. Well, it might happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, like I said before this podcast, Joel, you're a thoroughbred and you're born to run. I Just know. It, it, release the reins and let him go. I, I like to run. Doesn't mean I'm going to win. You know, that's just that's just the way it goes. I would love to see you win this tournament. You know how happy I'd be for you? Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, we're going to have fun regardless. Hopefully, we got no battery issues. Last time I had a vet out in the tournament, uh, <clears throat> things didn't go so well, which this guy knows. So we're going to make sure we got we dot our T's and dot our T's and cross our I's. That's right. <laughs> that, that doesn't cross sound right. the I's and dot the T's. <laughs> that's something. Ryan Cook. Make sure your ducks are in a row. You got anything else before we uh, we get Clara on here? We're gonna do your. We're um, gonna do. We're gonna t- we're gonna talk about a lot about the mother load. So we're gonna let you talk to her about the mother load with her. We're gonna talk about the bite there, what the situation is out there, and then of course we're gonna talk to Clara about um, what it is to be a jet setting um, angler that goes all over the place. I'm an angler. Yeah. Boom. Just out here angling. Just angling. Boom. This so- is what I'm talking about. <laughs> If you guys haven't seen that video, He's you gotta gonna, watch it. Yeah, some of his other videos are funny too. I'm gonna win an SB. Just out here angling. So um, yeah, but as you're getting her on, the, the bite remains good. I mean, we're we're hammering them every trip. A lot of days we're getting pretty dang good quality. Some days it's just numbers, but uh it's been God, it's been fun out there, man. You've been smoking been, them. Yeah, I had I had a guy named Levi Wilson out. He listens to this podcast, he'll hear this. I had him and his Girlfriend out Monday, he smoked him, caught the heck out of him on a jig, just put on a clinic, man. Just, 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 wha-pa, wha-pa, one after the other. The yig. Um, we're, catch- we're catching them a lot of different ways. We're catching some jerkbait fish, still some topwater oh, fish, really? underspin fish. We're catching some suspended fish on weightless stick baits. Um, you rip baiting these fish? You didn't even tell me. We're jerking hold a few not fish on me. off. You, you hold not on me? Sandbag and son I, I of would a never hold off. I would never hold out on you. Sandbag and son of a bitch. Joel, you want to know what we're doing? It's a, you know, pay your 450 and come on out. We'll show you. <laughs> <This> um, <laughs> we're, uh, okay. we're cat, we're cat, you know, there's all kinds of ways to catch them right now, man. It's, it's been, it's been fun. It's amazing what water can do for these lakes. It just, it just stays good. It's, it's one of the best summers I can remember ever having. It's right. awesome. On. And it should go into the fall too, man. I mean, this is, I, mean, I can't Oh, this fall is going to be off the yeah. hook. Yeah. And if, if you guys want to get out, just a quick heads up, I've got, I think, three days left for August I can book now. Uh, the last couple of days I booked up a bunch for August. Um, <clears throat> September, October, November are pretty wide open, but that's that fall bite, that spoon bite we always talk about that people love to learn because it's fun. So if you guys want to get out for that, don't hesitate because the fall will be booked up soon. So, don't sleep on it. Um, book a trip. And this this winter is actually booking up pretty quick. I don't know why winter's booking up so quick right now, but 
if you want to if you want to get out there, hit me up and book a trip. Don't wait, um, so you can kind of get that month, that season you want to get. Yeah, buddy. All right, get her get, on. Let's get Clara let's on. Here. Clara, sick and tired of listening to you. I'm just kidding. I love listening to you, but Hi, Joel. Hi, Diana. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just, you know. You guys make any of that fish yet or what? No, we have not. Come made on, dude. Get yet. on it. Not yet. What are but, you doing? But as soon as we got home, somebody, and it wasn't me, like cut them all up and put mm-hmm. them all in the freezer. Mm-hmm. They're all bagged up, ready to They're roll. All bagged up and ready to roll. Yep. He did. I did nothing. I just sat there and had my wine. I kept like, like a good wife. I kept like the choice cuts. Yeah. And, uh, and we had those on Sunday night. The chili peppers? Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were good. Dude. Mm, that sounds good. Even yeah. my even my super picky, the youngest one's super picky about what he eats. My oldest now, like he'll eat anything. That kid will he'll straight up eat a dead rhinoceros. Like he doesn't care. Growing boys. It's better right? than eating a live rhinoceros. That's well, dangerous. If that kid will yeah, yeah I, he's like a vulture. Um but my youngest is picky and he smashed it. He ate it all. So was, yeah, our son is very picky as well. He just sent me his his order for um, Burger King. Burger King. Go ahead. You know what it is. Three hamburgers, ketchup only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, my, that's my youngest. That is his thing. Yep. It's, burger, it's a cheeseburger with ketchup only. Yeah. No, he won't do the cheese. He won't even do the cheese, huh? Ketchup only. I'm trying to broaden his rises. He will eat fish, though. Yes, he will. That's good. He, he will eat my fish. Yes, he likes your fish. I cook pretty good fish. I'm going to try Joel's recipe, though. It's I'll a lot healthier. Fish. It's a lot healthier. We, that's what we need to do. Is it's, have a dude, fish it's fry. doused in butter. Like It's not that healthy. Butter's not that unhealthy for you, though. In in moderation, yes, you're right. Yeah, but um, I, I got to try that blackened fish. Yeah, I always fry. I'm a, I'm a Louisiana fish fry fan. No, I mean that. This, so the, these two recipes are are they're they're from the same area, right? Blackened and fried. Those are the two ways that they're they're done down there, right? Uh, and then it just it just is what it is. You have to have a good quality fish to be able to do the blackened stuff, though. You you can throw anything in a fryer and you could probably make it pretty good. But uh, some some of us some of us uh, you know pride ourselves on a little more culinary uh, expertise, and some of us just want to deep fry things. Some of our, some of us just like to release to the grease, okay? Some of us, and I'm all about it. Uh, hashtag, hashtag spotties. Hashtag spotted best. Release them to the grease, please, as much as you can. <clears throat> but don't keep any big ones. No, no. There's there is a there's no black and white to this, and I this is what gets me so frustrated sometimes with this stuff. It's like the, people think it's black and white. Never keep a bass. Like, well, depends on what's going on, right? We've had this conversation ad nauseum but i'm going to keep having it because i think it's very important it is important and i've <clears throat> i've said before as a guide i kind of could be shooting myself in the foot but i don't care I, I know it's a fact but on our california reservoirs where spl- spotted bass are plentiful keep a limit of those things you're not hurting anything you're helping the lake you're helping the large and mouth. they are delicious i bet you black and spotted bass would be phenomenal dude so like I, and i've told this story before when i couple bass for whatever reason that day where they were swallowing baits mm-hmm. i've only had this happen like once where they were like two in a row that were like so swallowed it was like awful i was like i'm not just gonna let these things go to die i took them home right 
And I literally, I, I cleaned them and I cooked them that day. Cause there's always like, every, there's always this stigma. No one ever keeps them. No one ever eats them because it's like a thing you don't do. But it, I mean, I don't give a shit. Like you're not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll go find out for myself. And in this case, it was pretty simple. It, fish were dead. I'm going to go home and, cook, and they were, they were really good. So yeah, I'm sorry. This is the, for the people that are going to be like this uh, up in arms. We, we've had this conversation before. Largemouth, obviously not. They're, they're they're not overpopulating any of our waters. Nope. Spotted bass are. It's very simple. Yeah. They they're different animals. And if you want to listen to more about this, you can go back to our episode with Shannon Gorman, both of them, where he kind of outlines this. The aquatic biologist. That's right. And there's Clara. Hola. Hello. Como esta? Bien y tú? Oh, bien. You know, it's the regular stuff. I'm not even going to be the regular stuff. <laughs> it's the regular stuff. Uh-huh. That's that you found the the uh, the end of my of my Spanish. That's it. Aside from that you're not going to order the cerveza. <laughs> that's right. The <laughs> chalada. Yes, I, I can do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did have a good I did have a good chicharron burrito today. So I was Ooh. very excited about that. One now you're going to make me hungry. One of have my clients brought me one of those. those? couple weeks ago it was phenomenal hard to find and on the on at the at the construction site we have a a taco truck and they had chicharron was a special today and i was so excited i couldn't have been more excited it was delicious that sounds good well i you know what's even better claire we've wanted to have you on for a long time now and just never worked out and ryan finally you guys finally put it together so um, we're happy to have you thank you for inviting me by the way, you were talking about Diana. We still got her right here. She's on with us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? You sound awesome. Well, thank you. If you have I'm good. I just too long. You'll know that I'm all jacked up still. <laughs> you are not yeah, well, still. I mean, it's when I'm like, I, um, I, I want this word, but I don't know what the word is. I'm jacked up and I didn't go through what you did. So there you go. <laughs> My my boss's boss says that all the time. She's got it. Um, what is it that she calls it? Um, she's a, a sympathy brain injury. Yes, she's got a sympathy brain injury. <laughs> yep, there you go. Fresh off. I haven't, the even met, I haven't even met you guys. I'm sorry. I know it's going to be hard, like talking over each other, but I haven't even met you guys in person yet. I know. We can it, fix it'll that. it'll Crazy. happen. We can fix that. Okay. Clara. Okay. Good. Yep. Fresh off the Don Pedro win. How did mm-hmm. that feel? Well, I mean, did it happen? <laughs> 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 Inquiring minds would like to know. Uh, first of all, they'd like to know if I, we got paid, which we have not. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, um, no, but I mean, I'm still, I'm still stoked about it, of course. And you know, if if you know me, I just go out there and have fun. And it's sad if we don't, but at least um, bragging rights and a good experience <laughs> with Alex. I think the saddest thing is that we were like the second, the second to last to weigh in. And by that time, there was like no crowd. There was oh. actually another... Uh, another couple there that um the girl was like i took my own phone on stage because there was nobody out with a phone and i knew by like talking to the people that we had seen that we had more weight than anybody 
And, you know, so I knew it was going to be a good moment. And so she, she asked if I wanted her to take our, you know, video. And so anyways, yeah, there was nobody around and we didn't get plaques. They didn't even give you plaques. Wait a minute. Hold on. You didn't even get plaques. We didn't even get plaques. Well, I told Alec who, you know, he's Mr. Personality. I love him. (laughs) Um, He's he's a big talker. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, opposites attract, right? Well, we were going to, we were going to have him on with you, but uh, I guess that wouldn't have worked out too well. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. He'd probably just grunt or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And laugh. He has a cute laugh, but no, I told him that we need to go to like JC Penny, like portrait studio. And and if I never get plaque, I'm going to make my own plaque. And if I never get paid, I'm going to put something about it on that plaque. There you go. Like I, w- I won a tournament, and this is all I got, and I paid for it. Some crap. It's like a, it's so. like a T-shirt from a from an amusement park. Exactly. I paid all this money and won a tournament, and this is what I got. <laughs> but you know, I know that there's a lot of people saying this and that. I have always loved Wild West, <laughs> and I am kind of you know just a happy-go-lucky person. I don't fish for a living. I just got off of work and had a horrible union against my manager meeting. So my voice is kind of lost and, um, you know, but I love my job as a nurse. And so I don't, you know, I'm not going to say I don't take it serious because I love the industry and, and I have been so blessed. Like, why am I even on your podcast? You know? Um, but I think it's because I have the heart for it. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but no, I, I've always loved the Wild West. I think that it has been um, great for the West Coast and, you know, circumstances that nobody could control with COVID and just everything is just like a spiral, you know, and, yeah. it's, and you know, not it's sad to, see to give me. Yeah, it is sad. And, you know, and I did talk to Jeremy after. Because I was totally oblivious. I mean, I've been so busy this winter because of um, the rain. And like I was telling Joel earlier, I couldn't even make it home because of the road closures. So I, I haven't really even been posting. I, I still fish I, like every weekend, but I, I don't post anymore. <clears throat> kind of because Alex kind of rubbed up on me too. But um, there you go. You know, yeah. And so um, I did talk to Jeremy and, you know, I, I have faith in people. Uh so, I don't know. We'll see. Well, hopefully they make it right. Hopefully somebody buys that circuit that can turn it around and do what should be done because it is it is a great thing to have out here on the West Coast because, you know, it, yeah. it's something our anglers need. we got a ton of talent out here, and, and there's really no place for them to – well, there I mean, there is places, but not like what, what Wild West was doing where they can spread their wings yeah. and fly. Oh yeah, I mean, when that Western Bass Shootout came out, you know, I wanted, I was trying to push him to, to do, you know, the one basses at least to to qualify for that, and and you know, on the road ahead, I thought like, okay, one of these days I'm gonna go pro and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there if it's, you know, and and I went to the Bassmaster for the first time last year, and it's like, yeah, it's never gonna be like it is on the other side of the country, but we gotta try. And, Rick Pierce is a great guy and, you know, he does so much for the trails already out here with all the baskets that he mm-hmm. right. provides. And it's really, although I have a nitro, 
because we, we 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 have so much talent out here, you know. There's yeah. our anglers are so versatile. When they do when they do make it to the big time, they, they almost always go do well. Yeah, it's yeah. One of the And fun- I hate to see people have to move to Tennessee and Arkansas, and you know, us lose all of the anglers because we don't have something good out here. That's a it's a great point, and I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting to talk about that, but it's it's it's. I mean, I don't know you. I feel like uh, I feel like there's got to be some there's got to be some way to rejuvenate what we have out here and what we've seen from Wild West and me and Ryan talk about Wild West every show. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it is the thing we we and the guys we've talked to they love that that tour and so that I think that's one of the 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 sadder parts of this is that guys put a lot of faith into that they put a lot of effort and time and they love that 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 brand and the tour and the guys that are on Apex love that whole format and i just feel like there's i don't know if you watched austin bonjour's video but i mean they're these guys are they're i mean some of these guys aren't gonna be able to fish some tournaments because of this that's tough yeah 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 exactly i mean alex should have won shasta and you know and that's like a whole story that i could get into but um you know i'm also sad because alex and i actually met at wild west maloney's that year that he won, you know, the whole Sizzlers thing. Well, that's cool. And, I'm going to Sizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, so Jason ended up winning that Maloney's, but on the last day, like John, Johnny Terrapati was standing in between us and I knew Johnny and he introduced me to Alex. And so it's kind of like ironic, you know, if yeah. they do, you know, that we, that we won the last one and they don't even post anything about it. It's like, mm. Wild West should have like our wedding on their channel, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do some do some promoting out of it at least. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and the thing is, going forward, even if there is no more Wild West, Claire, I'd be I'd be interested to, to hear your opinion on what's the way forward if there is no more Wild West. Well, I think that Ryan Cook is going to take over the uh, American Bass Association for me for Motherload because I'm not going <laughs> to do it next year. Ryan Cook is not. Oh, he's not? Okay. Because I heard, you know, the last podcast and that how he enjoyed uh, New Gen Waymaster and how he did a, an incredible job. He likes, and, you know, did I say that? He likes to show up and like do, and, and do his tomfoolery, but I don't know if. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking about starting a circuit. I just don't know if I want to deal with a headache. Yeah, I mean, you know, like when Randy McBride was the tournament director last year, he kept announcing every time I'd go on stage, you know, that I was a tournament director, and you know, how was I liking it? And it's like the most thankless job ever. Right, but. I don't, I don't have that many boats to not be thankful yet. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I have my little community and it's enough because it's just Alex and I, and we're just more of a derby. Although, you know, Craig Sutherland has been around forever and ever. And, and, you know, I go to ICAST every year and I mean, I, this is my second year with ABA, but you know, everybody knows ABA and I know that there's another, another American Bass Association also, but um, you know, they know Craig and the program that he, he made the computer program that he made that makes it really easy, you know, for the weigh-ins and, um, and, uh, yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of fun with it. I wish if I wasn't a nurse and I could be on the phone Monday through Friday, you know, and try and get more sponsors and everything. And, and number one, if I lived in Clear Lake, cause I drive straight after work on a Friday and, uh, you know, 
get like three hours of sleep. Yeah, that's. And I'm there for sign-ins. That's rough. Yeah. How far of a drive yeah. is that for you? Like, what area do you live at? Like, mm-hmm. I live in the Santa Cruz Mountains. I live okay. in Boulder Creek. Oh, so okay. you're not far from you're not far from me. So yeah, you. So you're. It's funny that that to hear people like you that do all these tournaments in the valley up at Clear Lake and things like that. I complain about it all the time because I'm in San Jose. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's 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 refreshing to know. I thought you I thought you were in the valley or you were in the foothills. No, I mean I'm sitting in Campbell right now because I work for Kaiser Santa Clara oh, and you're, um, you're no. down you're down the street yeah. from me. That's 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 yeah. crazy. Yeah, man, we could have had you. We could have had you here in the in the garage, in the studio in the garage well, studio. Coming over. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's. I mean, uh, Ryan, isn't uh, isn't Fred the uh, the TD for the Casitas? Uh, yeah, I, yes, I yes, believe he is. He is. <clears throat> it's always it's always the coolest people in the for whatever ABA's got some cool TDs. So. Um, yeah, I mean. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, if somebody's looking for a great circuit to fish, I mean, ABA is a good circuit, you know. And in in our area, they haven't they haven't drawn a whole lot of boats lately. But I mean, that could be turned around, you know. And it they've can, got a great. Yeah. It could be very they, they've easy. Got a, well, they've got a great payout. They have the best payout, and I, yeah. you know, and I keep saying I'm gonna, and I just honestly like I have fished everything, and I would be fishing everything if I had the time, right? Mm-hmm. But um, especially after picking up the mother load, um, you know, mid season, basically, um, I sometimes want to put, hey, if I had fifty boats, this would be the payout, and I could tell you it'd be a lot, a lot more, you know. But yeah. like, I kind of don't want to start drama because then, you know. It is what it is, and also, like I said, it's just Alex and I, and I want to do a good job, and every time I finish mine up and wrap it up and everybody's happy and, you know, um, I try and tell my kids to come with me, and they don't want to. They're teenagers, so, right. You know, I can only threaten my children so much before <laughs> CPS gets involved, but... Um, I hear that. You know, yeah. So, yeah, That's no, funny. ABA's great. Mm-hmm. What's funny about the ABA and the mother load is, and I used to fish it a lot, like back when I fished a lot of tournaments, I just, I just don't really have the drive for it anymore, being that I'm on the water all week long. But um, what's funny about the ABA and the mother load is they may not have a lot of boats that show up, but the guys that show up are like the best of the best of the mother load. And that's, and that's part of the problem. These guys don't want to go fish against them. They don't realize, you know, it's only going to make them a better fisherman going out and fishing against the guys, you know, the guys, mm-hmm. quote unquote, which, you yeah. know, it, it just, yep. if you want to get better, you got to go fish against people that are better than you. It's like anything else. You've got to go challenge yourself and you never mm-hmm. know. And Hey, those Alex and Jason and, and, and Brian and Kevin, those guys have their off days, just like everybody else. You know, they don't always catch them. You got to go out and catch them. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yep. Yep. The mother load guys did tell me though, cause I had to rearrange, um, the last TD schedule because of Clear Lake that they can't make Sundays. And I was like, all right, I got to respect that the mother load's a little more Christian based, you know, over there. Um, but you know, it's one of these things. And so some people tell me to combine them now and, and the jamboree is coming up, you know, and that maybe I'd get more boats if we didn't have so many little regions. Cause like Jason, there's a, there's a Jason that's doing the ABA for the Delta, you know, um, and so I have NorCal and I could pick, 
you know, Sonoma, I did that last year and I didn't really have a lot of boats. I, I can pick whatever lakes for the most part. Um, but there's maybe a shaft I can't go all the way up there, but you know, right. I don't know. Some people are saying, well, don't, don't, don't pick as many clear lake this time because, you know, it's all local guys and discouraging others. But then again, it's like, well, but then I want the, pe- I want people to show up and they're going to be local. <laughs> right. Well, and, and no matter, and no matter up. what your decision is, you're going to have people unhappy. That's part of being a tournament director. We just talked about yeah. this, Ryan, but in the intro, like, you're never going to make everybody happy period yeah that's all there is yeah. to it. and bass fishermen are a bunch of high school cheerleaders just they love the drama they love to complain if you were a high school cheerleader anybody listening out there I, i'm sorry but. <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> like i could pay cash you know and i started telling them well, i could pay you cash if you bring cash but if four or five people bring me a check for three hundred dollars i'm sorry but i have four kids and two are we're in college and I'm not going to clear that. Well, and you're not going to run around with a bunch of cash on you. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. It's not a good idea. So back back to this tournament win. So what's funny is you and Alex both fish a lot, obviously. You both Mm -hmm. fish a lot. You don't fish many tournaments together from what I've seen. No. No, I cry. I cry. (laughs) so so so, So being that you finally fish one together, you go out and win it. Are some plans going to change here for the future now? Uh, Jason who? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, come on. I've been telling them all the time. You boys can't be throwing swim baits, you know, together. One has to be doing something else. But, I mean, you know, sometimes it obviously works out like a Comanche when they destroyed whatever. I forget. They almost had like a 40-pound bag. And then, and then second place was like 15 yeah, I, I remember that. That was that was like two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And like yeah. pre-fishing, they found they found a sturgeon, and nobody, will, you know, it was like what Comanche has sturgeon, but That's it does. Crazy. Well, they yeah. got sturgeon in San Luis Reservoir too, and the O'Neill Four Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, but how would they get in? Maybe somebody just stocked it in there. I think long I, time ago. I believe them. The only they won't lie to you about stuff like that. They'll just lie to you about what base they're catching them on. But they're not going to lie about. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they won't lie about the sturgeon that's in Comanche, but everything else you're going to get lied to. For sure. Oh, they will never tell you what they caught them on. I guarantee you. <laughs> I still don't know how he rigs up his hog hunter and people. That was like when we first got together. Oh my god, I was part of the Santa Clara Bass Busters, and like at every meeting, he was like, "How you know?" And I was like, "I don't know." And he still doesn't like me throwing his special swim bait rod because he's like no i put new line on there and if you mess it up like thanks <laughs> everybody thinks it's so great to have a best fisherman boyfriend and you know but no we're good <laughs> it's, San- it's fun <laughs> shout out to santa clara county bass busters <laughs> yeah there's a name drop if you are in yep. the in the area that's a great it's a great club to be in Oh, totally. And I, I actually am thinking like, oh, I need to go back to that and be like a boater and just kind of build myself up with those kind of clubs, you know, and um, go out and show them you the know. boss. Yeah. And it's just more chill and, you know, we'll see what happens next year. So, I mean, I'd like to fish MLF, but, you know, this year they chose two deltas, right? And I don't know. You're not, you're not, you're not big. You're, are you like me? You're not big on the Delta? Um, as a co-angler, 
No. No. Yeah. Because I'm not a good puncher. I blame my height and, you know, how they move the boat (laughs) and how they rearrange the boat. Because, like, I can tell you that I did fish the Delta, uh, this Wild West, and Travis Huckabee, you know, I drew him on the first day. And he's an awesome person. I've never met him before that. And um, I had, like, an over three-pounder, and I punched, like, at the first stop. But I lost it bringing it to the boat. And because I don't clench my butt cheeks when I set the hook. <laughs> that <laughs> There's your first funny. mistake. That meme is funny. Yeah, that's my first mistake. I'm kind of like too embarrassed to do this over dramatic thing. And um, anyway, so after that, nice guy, but I knew he kind of backed me off of that. He's like, eh, no, you're not going to get to that. <laughs> so yeah, the Delta punching that time of year, not my forte, but I need, I need to practice. Well, the Delta makes it tough also on a co-angler, you know, because you don't mm-hmm. really have a whole lot to fish. Your options are limited, yeah. <clears throat> you know, to, to where on the lakes, you you almost always have some sort of angle you can fish. There's always mm-hmm. a special, there's always a backseat specialist on the Delta, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would, I would say Colby Huntsy is probably the man right now, it's, but there's been usual. guys, there's been guys before that, though, that just figured it out. Yeah. Well, even back back when Justin Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. So I told you the story. I bought my first bass boat from Justin Lucas. Long story. Anyway, that that year he was fishing as a co angler on back when we had FLW out here. I, I want to say it was the Strend series back then. And Justin Lucas won. I mean, all kinds of money out of the back of the boat. And you can't say he, that was all luck. Like he had something figured out. No. But he told me. But he told me almost everything he won out of the back of, of, of the boat was on a spinning rod and light line, no matter where he was at, including the Delta. He caught a 13 pounder on the Delta in Frank's track right before weigh-in in an FLW what he told strength you. series out of the back of the boat on a spinning rod and eight pound test. That's what he told you. Wow. That's what he told me. That's what he told you. Pretty. He, yeah, he probably frogged it. <laughs> <laughs> 65 Brady sandbag. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Claire's over here, like uh, blaming her height. I'm six two. I I can't. I got no. I got nowhere to go. I just. Oh, okay. Suck. But I'm are you clenching about, your so. butt cheeks when you set? The I, hook? So that's the next thing. <laughs> next time I go, I'll make sure I clench them real hard. No, maybe yeah. I'll change things. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> like we're talking. I should like, send that per- suggestion to Bassmaster Magazine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well. Well, you're all out there, Clara. You're all over the place. You're flying to catch different species of fish. You're fishing tournaments. You're writing for Western Outdoor News. I got a question for you. You've been all over the place fishing. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite species of fish you've ever caught? And why? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're asking me before dinner, I'm going to say salmon. <laughs> um, especially since it's closed. You know how you want something when you can't have it. Um, I mean, I don't know. The most memorable, honestly, has to be the one where people understood why. And I have the name Crazy Clara, and it would be the tarpon episode for Angler West. And that was um, in the Yucatan Peninsula on the other side of Mexico, you know, like closer to the Gulf. And uh, I mean, that's the only time I've ever fished for tarpon. But the experience, it was inside the mangroves. And the reason why people thought I was crazy is because with the last tarpon that I caught, I got in the water to release it. And um, I didn't think about the 
the leeches or the piranhas and whatever else was in there because I was just having a good time. So a tarpon would be your favorite? Yeah, and they fight, and you know, there was comments on the YouTube video, not that many, but there was a comment of, that somebody asked, like, um, if the tarpon fight's as good as a striper or something, right? And then the few comments that replied were saying that, you know, that tarpon is like one of the best fighting fish. You know, their mouth is like so hard, and right. they jump so much. And uh, I can't believe that I kept that, that fish on, but yeah. That's that's definitely on the bucket list. I would love to take Diana mm-hmm. and catch tarpon one day. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that'd be cool. I just want to go catch different species. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so so many out there, and and we can segue into that. I just came back from the kayak world championship. Um, oh yeah, we I were going to bring that up. Okay. You know, I was asked because they were trying to get more. Because I'm sure some people were like, well, did you qualify for it? How did you qualify? It's like, no, I got invited, you know, because obviously I do a lot more bass boat tournaments than kayak. I've never really set my kayak up for kayak tournaments, although I have entered them really sometimes just for fun. Um, because um, Yakka Bass is like one of my favorite out here, right? And James Snyder's a Snyder. director. Great. Dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Right. And so he'll say like, oh, we just need five more anglers and it'll be 2000, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know what? It's payday. Let me get, let me put in 50, 60, whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go fish it and you know, whatever. So I, I never fished it with a fish finder, a motor or any of those. Like when I do enter the ones out here, I actually started kayak fishing out of the ocean in Santa Cruz. When I bought my Jackson kayak in 2015, it was just, you know, a rock cod. Um, And so I got invited because my parents are from Cuba and I'm first generation American. And they were looking for more nations to be represented. This is only the second annual world kayak championship. And it's not, uh, based on bass fishing, it's anything, but they chose bass this year. They can actually um, choose two different species. Last year it was in Portugal, and uh, they had chosen, I think, a fish called Xander Z- or something. But anyways, so I kind of, you know, thought it, it might be a little controversial. And, you know, my brother and my father, who are super, super Republican, they're like, hell no, you're not going to represent Cuba. <laughs> you know, it's like a traitor and, you know... Um, but I don't like missing an opportunity and as like kind of a hippie um, loving person daydreamer, I was like, well, maybe I'll bring world peace and end the embargo and everybody who wants to go fishing in Cuba. Cause that's also a bucket list is now going to be able to go fishing in Cuba. So anyways, I decided to go and it was an awesome experience. Um, Center Hill is a shitty lake. Can I say bad words on here? No, Center Hill is like a legendary lake. You're fine lake. saying shitty. Okay. So <laughs> Center Hill is a legendary lake, right? And I went to two different tackle shops over there, and people, even at the gas station, were saying how tough it is. And why in the world would they pick that lake when Dale Hollow was just down the road? Um, and so, you know, that lake was um, like these, you know, they had a wet winter, and it's high, and the just fish were already like postponed they weren't interested and and i was the only person representing cuba the teams that did better had like eight and nine 
members, you know, and there was a lot of water cover and long story short, it was an incredible experience. And I met anglers from Romania, Italy, um, and I've been invited to go fish over there. And like, these people are serious and they actually have a Delta in Romania. Really? And, um, yeah, they showed me pictures and, you know, you don't know about these other countries. I mean, I, I, I haven't really seen much about Romania. Right. And then the guy shows me his nitro and he has like, um, really nice rods, like these racing Daiwa rods and Jack all this and that. And, you know, I don't know. It's just so cool to see all these different nations, um, you know, into the same stuff. And is there bass in this Delta in Romania? Yeah. And, and he travels like through Europe. Um, you know, he goes to Spain a lot and yeah, there's bass. I mean, the, the lakes that he was showing me, they looked like our lakes. Like there was a lot of lakes that look like Berryessa and then some of the water, um, look like bullards like he had gone to different land. i mean it kind of looked like california you know it's right. pretty pretty amazing and this is in romania that's crazy it's mm-hmm. weird because you don't think about the different countries and the different fish yeah no but hey, next Joel, year so next year mm-hmm. no, i'm sorry go i ahead. was gonna say next year it's next year it's in italy they already chose it but um it was so frustrating not a lot of people caught fish in Center Hill, um, and they're not going to choose bass, is what they said. <laughs> they already made that decision. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny It's funny you bring up the kayak when you first started my, um, back in 20, I think it was 2017, 18, where I got my kayak and started fishing for rockfish and halibut out of Monterey. And mm-hmm. that, you know, that's really how it, it all started, and then growing up in the valley i did a lot of trout fishing and then uh then the bat when i got to san jose it was like okay well i'm not gonna be doing a lot of that so got the kayak and started doing ocean stuff and then that that led to more bass fishing and the, the boat and here's this podcast so it's it's funny the yeah. way that that works out you know you just you just have that and I, I sometimes I miss that we like me and Ryan were just talking in the intro about our, we just went out rock fishing on Saturday, and uh, mm-hmm. I really loved doing that on the for whatever reason I loved kayak I didn't love kayak fishing for bass but I loved kayak fishing for rockfish and halibut in the ocean I thought both that, of you mm-hmm. are crazy for going out in the I, ocean I, I I thought that was it was it's exciting like you're right down there on you know, the biggest, craziest body of water there is. Oh, so. yeah. You have no idea what's under there. Yeah, and, exactly. and you know what's funny for me? I, I hardly know how to swim. So when oh, I went shit. out there, it was kind of like, yeah, I swear to God, my dad and I hate to, you know, somebody's going to be like, oh, she's not very PC or stereotypical. She's stereotypical. But my dad's like your typical Hispanic dad. You know what my swimming lessons were? He threw me in the ocean <laughs> in the, on the beach. Here comes a wave. <laughs> Like no, I didn't get traumatized. <laughs> you know, I learned I learned how to doggy paddle when I was eighteen because <clears throat> I moved out of my parents and had an apartment with a swimming pool. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know how to swim. So I I always have my I mean I know how to swim enough, but I always have my life jacket on and and I don't think about the sharks, right? And yeah, what? the ocean. Sometimes even Alex, like he got more into salt water when he met me, and um, when he does terrible. 
or if we fish like too many weekends, you know, for bass, it's like, let's go do something else. I mean, let's go, do, you know, to the ocean and it totally recharges you. And I think it's the salt because that's where we come from. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's amazing. You say that. Cause I, I felt like, you know, our trip this last weekend, just getting out there in the salt, it totally like you said it rejuvenates you. Like, just getting out mm-hmm. there on the on the big water. It's like I literally got home. And I was like, "How much can I sell my boat for?" And just buy a salt boat. And just, <laughs> oh yeah, oh, like, yeah. I'm serious. Like I love that stuff. And and also, you don't have to worry about the stigma of like I want to go out there and fish, but I want to. I love keeping fish. I love I love eating what mm-hmm. I what I catch. You know, and yeah, and you can use live. You know, you can use live bait, and you're not gonna <laughs> be looked like you know, yeah, like a wimp. <laughs> well you're out there you're out there you're out there grocery fishing you know you're there for mm-hmm. a reason you're you're there to fill your freezer so my brother's lived yeah. in alaska so i fished up there and i fished in the gulf and it's it's awesome to see you you're out there all over the place doing all kinds of cool stuff and brian already asked like what, what was your favorite but um i don't know uh, well i mean my dad um you know i've done a few podcasts and i don't want to like repeat myself but i will say that um my dad worked for PG&E. He retired around you know, 30 years. And PG&E makes these man-made lakes up in the Sierras. And so that's how I started fishing was with my dad for trout. So for me, the memories, you know, your childhood memories are your favorite. And so, I mean, the trout is little now in comparison, right? Um, but it's still, it's the scenery. I love river fishing. I what, love river fishing. What, lake, what lakes did he work at? I'm curious. Uh, so, well, actually, he didn't work at a lake. He worked in San Francisco. But they they give you access, the PSEA, they give you access to the family cabins. That's like just like a thing that all P- PG&E employees have so, access so, to. Yeah. So Bass Lake has one. They have PG&E. Yeah, camp. Bass Lake. So I grew up going mm-hmm. to that. My aunt, my aunt worked for PG&E. And I've actually, okay. I've worked for PG&E for the past four years. I just went back and actually got out of that for the first time in three years working as a contractor okay. for PG&E. But I, growing up, we went to Bass Lake with my aunt who worked for PG&E her whole life. And we stayed at the, the PG&E campground at Bass Lake. And we had a lot of great memories yeah. there. Oh, yeah, exactly. So they have like a bunch of them. So we always went to Carmel. They actually have one in Carmel. Oh, cool. um, yeah. And then um, the one that we went to the most is um, Lake de Sabla, which is sadly in Megalia, where the Paradise Fire oh, yeah. was. Yeah. Uh-huh. And people, it survived. People went there, you know, um, during that in case they had to jump in the water. But uh, we went to Shasta. There's one on the Pitt River. And uh, Bernie Falls, and um, I'm trying to think, uh, Lake Almanor. Oh, that's so really I cool. went to all those places. Yeah. I had, I've I think never we talked, all three. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I've never talked to anybody who was actually, well, I, even with the PG people, I never, who actually took advantage of that and like used it because it's, those mm-hmm. are really cool deals. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and back then, I mean, my parents came from Cuba. We didn't have that much. So it was like they took us to Catalina Island as if it was Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. So, you know, I mean, I'm very appreciative of it now, totally. We all three started out trout fishing, and now we're chasing fish that eat them. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah, and like my mom, my mom's like, and w- did you throw fish back? She thinks it's so silly catching bass and throwing them back. Well, it is kind of silly. Let's be honest. Yeah. 
And me and Ryan just <laughs> talked about this earlier, but the throwing the all right. So Clara, here's a here's a here's a question because me and Ryan just talked about this. Uh, spotties, what do you think about keeping smaller spotties in some of these muddle load lakes where they're overpopulated? Uh huh. So Alex doesn't have a problem with it. There you go. There you we know, go. Like, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And if Alex doesn't yeah. have a problem with it, then I'm sure you don't. Or, or you may. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, okay, so again, I'm like Miss Nurse, right? I love everything. And I mean, I'm not super emotional either because I kill stuff too, right? So, um, <laughs> but my little green friends are my friends and I want them to grow so I can catch them and win money. But yeah, at Maloney's mostly, right? Because his parents now live in Murphy's, but they were living in Angel's Camp. And that's actually where our boats still are in Angel's Camp. Um, yeah, we catch them all the time. And if I catch them too deep, you know, if they swallow it, they choke it. Yep. And they're bleeding, then dinner. They're coming home. Yeah. They're coming home. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's been a stigma about this for for years, and it it depends on this show who we talk to about this, and if it comes up in the right way. Um, mm-hmm. There's been a stigma for 30 years about keeping bass, and it's funny. I, I I watched a video where it talked about how the original bass tournaments they would keep those bass, and then there some trout fisherman came along, or somebody who was like catch and release, kind of was the first one to get that going in the bass scene. They actually came from a trout fisherman, from what this video said. I you uh-huh. take that with a grain of salt. But uh-huh. if you look at it now, it's like we've come to the point where we keep we we let everything go, and there's no predation on a on an introduced mm-hmm. species. So you're seeing overall the bigger fish decline. What is I mean? And you can't speak for Alex, but there has yeah. to, there's something to that because we're seeing the bigger, bigger fish we used to see 20 years ago or 15 years ago, you don't see those as much anymore. Yeah. Cause there's too much fish. There's yeah. not enough bait or something exactly. and yeah. they can't grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's only so much, there's only so much food to go around. Yeah. And, at, mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm sure Alex is still catching plenty of big ones. He always does. And he mm-hmm. obviously most people never hear about it unless Claire is mm-hmm. with him. Then she'll post a, a video. <laughs> but but, you know, for your average fisherman, they're just not seeing the big ones anymore. Well, not nearly as often anymore. And I personally think being out there for a living, I, I really think that a lot of it has to do with these lakes being overpopulated with spotted bass. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm a just like we were talking about at the beginning of this. You know, I, I it it's it's kind of career suicide to talk about this publicly, but I believe in it, you know, but I feel like these spotted bass are wreaking havoc, you know, and we like to keep them. We like to eat them. They're great. We don't keep any big ones and, and, uh, and we don't feel guilty doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's there's gotta be a predator somewhere in that system. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I like these lakes. Clara's being very, very, very diplomatic about it. She's like, "Eh, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you should have somebody from Fishing Game, some scientists come. Is that what you guys were talking about? We've had a biologist on a couple times talking about this this thing. And he's Mm -hmm. he's he's more in the he's back east, Georgia, Florida, managing ponds. But his thing is it's it's the balance of food so he grows big fish uh-huh. in ponds and in order to do that he has to understand how feed comes into this whole thing and that's really what it comes mm-hmm. down to if there's a huge amount of predators and there's 
a finite amount of well there's only a finite amount of anything that can live in a lake or a pond or whatever you just scale it up but yeah it's hard to explain this to people and so and ryan do you since you're out there a lot like do you see poachers like or do you see people taking largemouth like huge mm-hmm. largemouth home ever you know what i i don't i don't see it often i mean obviously i see it here and there mm-hmm. you know big big eight nine ten pound largemouth being taken home and it, and it sucks, you know, and I'm, I'm not one of those people that I'm going to go up and say something to those people. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. But, um, I do have some, I do have some buddies and some clients that like to keep fish, you know, and I'll see them post a picture, you know, at the fish cleaning station. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, quit posting pictures of you cleaning your fish or these dead fish. Cause it just doesn't look good for anybody. But when I, when I see those people, and they've, you know, got three or four largemouth in there. You know, I'll send them a message. How many spots did you guys catch today? Oh, we caught 30. You know, I'm like, keep keep the spots. Yeah. And there's a reason you don't see a lot of the largemouth. But, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I do it politely. You know, I'm, I'm not one of those guys that's going to go just rip somebody up because it is their right to keep those fish. I mean, it's legal. You know, I, there's mm-hmm. nothing I can say to them. But, yep. but I, I don't I don't see on our lakes in our area a whole lot anymore of people keeping really big largemouth, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a lot of the reason is these people, they're, they're also just not catching them. So, um, yeah, if that answers. Your yeah. Question, and, you know, I, I was going to say something about like, you know, education and just I mean, I don't want to get into politics, but going over to Tennessee, you know, and I'm sure you guys go to some other state. You see, it's like the lakes. They're so nice. The launch ramps, they're free, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. And and the fishing game and I, I don't get it. If I had time, I'd switch careers, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to get so frustrated. <laughs> I can't solve everything, but, um, right. It, it would be nice to. Well, to, and that's one thing I've said. Our tax for years. money, our tax money to go, go somewhere better than it is. I, I don't know. Right. And, and Joel and I both completely agree with you on that one. Like we're all on the same page. Um, but I, I've said this for years, you know, it, it, it's amazing what these California lakes, these reservoirs, especially kick out. Sorry guys. I got to turn my ringer off there. Um, it, but it's amazing to see what these, these California lakes you know, have kicked out and continue to kick out over the years as far as big fish. And that is with them being, you know, horribly mismanaged. I would love to see what California is capable of. Right. You know, if they manage these lakes, yeah. like, like, you know, especially like Texas does, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Oklahoma does, like Alabama does. I mean, it, it, it would just be, I think it would blow people's minds, you know? Totally. Totally. I'm so stoked. I saw Clear Lake Outdoors posted yesterday you know, the Bassmaster magazine, which I get, I just haven't gotten it yet or looked at it yet. Um, you know, that Clear Lake is back on the list as number three. Where it belongs. Of, oh, I saw that on Facebook lake. just a little bit ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they mentioned how we got a good winter and we got water back and, and it mentioned like, uh, it actually mentioned Nugent, ABA, and, um, I'm not sure if they said BBT or what they said, but they mentioned three different trails, which was cool because it meant me, right? <laughs> there and, you go. And and it, and it said about how many double digits we had, you know, within 
April or something like that. So that was really awesome to see. What do you think, Ryan? Do we do we need to get a a quick uh, report out of Clara about the mother load or the last place she's fished? You know what? I told her we wouldn't grill her on the tournament. No, 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 no grill. We just want the very bare minimum. What's the what? What's the lake okay, look well, like? First. How's the lake looking? What's the level like? What's mm-hmm. the temperature? What's mm-hmm. the clarity? And how's the bite? Okay. Well, first of all, Mister Niapas, um, he gets a little greedy and he doesn't let me get in my own damn captain's chair. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were fishing off of my nitro because something's wrong with his trailer or so I, I don't know what there's some part that he's waiting for so we used my boat and um you know he didn't let me drive because <laughs> he had pre-fished and he knew <laughs> he didn't let me drive he knew where to go and that's fine and so um yeah we went far far i believe to woods and maybe he's going to kill me after this, but to, whatever. You don't have to give up all that. We just don't, the, the, the bare minute, but it's up to you. I yeah. don't want Alex being pissed at and us. And so, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the cool thing about Alex being kind of a big dude is that people ask him first if they can get close enough or something. I'm like, yeah, because, you know, I know if I was by myself, they would totally creep up and not give two poops and, or even ask me if I'm in a tournament, right? Um, and so we went back to this you know, creek and there was one lay lay down and we actually passed it and I pointed to it and I'm not trying to take credit at all, but no, take it some stuck credit. out. It stuck out and I was like, hey, and he's like, yeah, we'll come back to it. And so we passed it a little bit and he, what he wanted to do was um, throw at a uh, point more. And so, you know, he threw his swim bait t- to it and whatever. And so at that time, first thing I was throwing, I think was like a wacky rig sink or something. I don't know. And I, I put it away pretty quick and, um, had basically what we wanted off of. We, we caught the fish on a lot of different things, but the bigger fish, we each caught a four pounder, um, and I don't know if you saw my video that I posted on Facebook. I never really post videos about the the lures or anything, but I like thrift store shopping. Okay. So like if I launch my boys and girls uh, during Clear Lake or wherever, I'll launch them and then I'll go garage selling or thrift store shopping. And um, one time at a thrift store in Clear Lake, I don't know if it was a divorce sale it must have been a divorce sale because I don't know. It was a divorce this stuff dump. Was nice. She took every yeah. she took everything to the thrift store and dropped it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was tackle boxes full of mega bass, brand new, what? like uh, original. I I should post. I should do like a tackle Tuesday. I've been thinking about it. I mean, amazing stuff. And Alex was fishing a tournament, and I said we got to go back. And he's like, No, you don't need any more junk. You know, <laughs> I was like, No, you're gonna want to see. And each box was $15, and I got, in one box, I got six OG HUDs. What? Oh, boy. Yeah. So I should probably post that. The come up of the the century over here. Yeah. And so, um, and even some original Batesmiths knew in the package. And, um, yeah, so anyway, so this lure is a Daiwa, and it's a vintage one. I think they still might make it or whatever, and it's just a little popper. And uh, on a, you know, spinning reel and 
threw it out there next as close to you know I could to the lay down and boom. And so we just kind of traded off because it was just our our only one that we brought right. And so um, I actually had taken it to Tennessee, but I never threw threw it over there, so it was in my backpack. And um, yeah, we caught him on uh, chatterbait. I caught him on chatterbait. And a swim bait next to the flume. We stopped at the flume right before going into weigh, you know, weigh in. And I got it on uh, Bariki Shad. And um, what else? Uh, nothing else that I can think of. So a popper, swim bait, chatter bait did the trick. Mm-hmm. Did the trick. Okay. Yep. Oh, and and. Wait a minute, what? I'm not a shaky head. I'm trying to think what else was it. I don't know. I know I had a worm, but I can't remember how I had it. It was just like one fish. But anyways, but the bigger ones were on the pop bar. How many fish would you guys say you guys caught all day? Uh, I mean, we called a few times, so um, like 12 maybe. But you caught, and, you know, the, right, and you caught, caught the, the right ones. The, yeah. We caught the right ones. And, and, you know, my mindset, I mean, I had just literally, when I went to Tennessee, I came back on Monday with my scrubs on the plane and went straight to work. And then I worked, you know, Monday through Friday and then drove Friday after work to fish the tournament Saturday morning. That's Savage. how I do. And Savage. sometimes I don't, you know, most of the time I don't do great because I don't get to pre-fish and I don't, you know, and I'm half dead. But whatever it is what it is um so i totally forgot that at like 10 o'clock i was like oh yeah it's summertime hours and we gotta i mean i knew what our weigh-in time was but it didn't click yet in my head that i only had two hours left you know so that was a little different but um yeah we got them pretty early and and that bite died down for a little bit and we went back to it and you know and then we left the area we went to the brood nothing happened there and went to both bridges and nothing happened there. So I think you gave us way too much, Clara. Well, you know what? <laughs> you can kiss my butt. <laughs> the good thing is that Alex we probably did, isn't going to listen to we this did, anyway. We didn't. We did not. Exactly. Exactly. We, you we, know him well. Everybody knew the disclaimer at the beginning. We all we wanted was the the very bare minimum. And well, we and we appreciate it. And everybody who's listening appreciates it. And I don't well, think Ryan it's going to. I don't think it's going to hurt. It cause he fishes. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey everything everything you gave him is good stuff and uh yeah i mean you definitely gave him a lot right there for sure yeah yeah well can i make a plug for my boy because actually and not to take anything away from you because you're the best and you obviously are awesome and and you know but Whoa, alex don't don't blow him up too much don't blow him up too <laughs> okay, much okay, here, Claire. okay okay <laughs> Alex I'm going to Venmo your finally, 20 bucks here. <laughs> Thank you. Alex finally got his guide license. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. So we've been like, you know, we got our the insurance first and, you know, um, did everything legit. And so, yeah. So he's had it for like a few weeks now. And I keep asking him, hey, when are you going to? I know I'm going to be the booking agent. I know it's going to be me, so I might as well just start on the website, and I already start, have the logo and all that stuff, and so, you know. You want to you can definitely wanna, get people out there and show them how to go throw that big bait. That's that what big people bait. Know. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah, but 
Yeah, is he going to talk to them? <laughs> no, actually, to be honest, I, I'd rather go out with with. I'd rather just go yeah. out with someone who just doesn't talk at all. Just, yeah. just, and yeah. then it, it, he'll just tell you like, "Hey, dumbass, like you're doing this wrong," and then that's it. Yeah, he will. He will. No, I'm just kidding. He's a nice guy. And and then I'll come. I'll come in my little boat next to you guys and take a picture and bring you some sandwiches. That's gonna be. It's gonna be full service. I love it. That's awesome. I gotta get somebody to do that for me. That'd be perfect. Right. I'll do it for it. Ryan. I'll do it for you. You just got to pay me the right amount of money. You're not driving here from San Jose. You (laughs) bitch about it all the time. I'll do it once or twice in a year. Well, you know what? And that's good for him. Yeah, that is, that is awesome. It's a great, it's a great man. It's just so awesome to get people out and just teach them something, you know, just, just go teach them something. It's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. And he's been, I mean, Alex is, you know, for anybody wanting to book a trip, dude, Alex Neopis is, he's been winning tournaments in the mother load for, oh God, let me take a guess on this. Uh, almost 20 years now. Yeah. I mean, I know he was 17, like when he won something. So, and he's going to be 42. Yeah. And he used to be out there, you know, he'd win half of them by himself. He wouldn't even have a partner. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I know that toxic, you know, we didn't get to go to the toxic uh, day or anything, but I know there's that whole swim bait culture out there and, you know, I mean, he's with hog hunters and, um, yeah, I know he'll be busy. He just needs to pick up his phone or I guess I will. And one (laughs) thing, and one thing we've talked about, but, but your best, well, most of your best swim baiters out there, the guys that really know what they're doing, the guys that really catch them regularly, not the guys that are posting a bunch of three pound fish on some bold bluegill, whatever the heck they just bought. But the guys that really catch big ones on swim baits, they keep a low pro low profile and you haven't heard much about them. You know, now obviously mm-hmm. with Alec, you've heard a lot about him because the whole wild west thing caught a 13 pound largemouth. you know, eight, eight mm-hmm. change spotted bass in the same day, blew that term out of the water. That, that the local people always knew Alex. They knew who he was. That really, really opened up the doors to everybody knowing who Alex was. But, um, but, but most of your really good fishermen, they keep a low profile, you know, and that's something mm-hmm. that he does. And and the other thing about Alex, and I'm not, I mean, I'm just going to tell it like it is, you know, he's not just a swim bait fisherman. He's a great bed fisherman. He's great with anything. He's yeah. a great all around fisherman. Like he's not, no, he's he not just a swim bait guy. Yeah, no, he is. He'll, he'll go on a charter and he'll like catch the limit for the boat for halibut right. and, you know, whatever he just has like some good sensitivity he's got magic hands no but you know <laughs> yep um yeah he's talented yeah and he's good with a spinner rod in his hands i've seen him mm-hmm. he can do it all do it all yeah well claire i mean I, I i think we just scratched the surface here well we i think we'd love to have you back on soon well thank you yeah that'd be awesome i mean i i we talked about things I didn't even think would come up and I'm, I'm but not until I, I meet you guys and, and, and hopefully fish with you guys. I was like, well, dude, you're right here. We're going to, I'll hit you up. Okay. A, we'll go kayak e-board. ocean fishing. And then I'm going to go out with Ryan and Diana. There you go. That would or, be awesome. And then we're going to, and then we're going to go eat some spotted bass after. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Her and I would both love that. Yeah. A spotted bass chicharron burrito. 
I don't know Ooh, what that's going to taste like. A spotted bass cheese. I don't know. That sounds disgusting, but I'm down. <laughs> hey, I'll make it happen. What is my last name? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're damn right. Cook, cook it up there, cook. Clara, thank you so much. It's been awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, you guys take care. You too. Up, Safe driving. Keep, keep up thank keep you. up the good work. In, in a, okay. In a, I'll let you um, know if I get paid. <laughs> oh please please let us know we are we are we are sitting on the edge of our seats in a okay in a bass fishing world full of uh not to knock the ladies but a lot of lady posers you are mm-hmm. the real deal you are the Keep real deal yeah Aww, i appreciate that so much thank you see ya all right ciao dude that didn't go the way i thought it would no, it didn't go the way I thought it would either. That was one of my I'm sorry, dude. Like that's the first and I didn't want to make a huge deal out of it, right? But that's the right. first female we've ever had on the show. Right. But this dude she's for real. Oh yeah. <laughs> she's for real. That's that's the real deal right there. It's the real deal. Claire Rickaball, everybody. Uh, go look her up on inst- uh, Instagram, wherever she's at, Facebook, whatever. Follow her. On there, that's on both of them. Yeah, there's there's some there's some interesting content that she has. She writes for the thing is she is still she's a nurse. She's got all this stuff going on, and she still has the time to write for Western Outdoors. I think she's she's written articles for Bassmaster. Right. Super interesting individual. Period. Yep. Solid and interesting. Really interesting. Yep, and she can catch them. And then she can catch them. Because you just heard her say in that tournament, well, we both caught a four-pounder. I caught one on this. I caught one on this, you know. And uh, sorry to Alex. Like, I think we did everything we could to make this very clear that she didn't have to go into what she – but that it's hands up. It's like my thing is right now is like both my hands are up. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry. But a lot of great just, information. Just throw your hands in the air. There's a lot of great information. Wave like you just don't care. I love it. Love it. Brian Cook, we got who we got next? We got Mr. J.R. Wright gonna give us an Oroville report. He spent the whole weekend up there with his family. He's a hammer up there in Northern California. He's a yeah. hammer everywhere. He's guiding up there, right, too. You know what? I don't know if I don't know if he's still guiding. I mean, if somebody wanted to book a trip, I think he'd take you out. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure if he's still technically guiding or not. Well, guess what we can do? We can ask him. We can ask we him. We can ask him. Skyrockets in flight. Boo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. Good for you. Oh. Good for you. Afternoon Baby. delight. Good job. That's what I'm talking about. See, she knows what's up. <laughs> she said, did she get an afternoon delight too or oh, just you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know what? Only Diana, even with a brain injury, can come with a stinger like that. He said only Diana, even with a brain injury, can come up with a stinger like that. <laughs> still got it. Still, that's still my girl. got, still got it. Still got that good stuff. She's so proud of herself right now. <laughs> I told Jr. He's coming on. So what, Jr. Jr. Is, so what? Yeah, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one too. Jr. How you doing? Well, we were just talking about you, we believe it or not. Just talking about you. I'm sure you were bad or good. Uh, well, we won't. We'll leave that out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Jr., what's up, dude? Not much. How are you guys doing? 
I'm fan freaking tastic. Joel, how are you? We're, we're, we're pretty good. We're doing okay. Jar, how are you? I'm doing well. You catching those Sorry. fish up north or what? What are you gonna? What, what are we gonna talk about today, Jr.? Whatever you want to talk about, we're talking about. Or we could talk about Orville and you know some lakes up this way, but mainly Orville. I talked to you last week. You said you were taking the family up, gonna go spend the weekend, have some fun. Yeah, it it, it was a good trip. The lake is actually amazingly full, more so than I've seen in a long time. It's actually not as fun to fish when it's this high, but it's very good sign to see it this high. I know exactly what you're talking yep. about. Yep. I think so that, that that happened at Berryessa, but when I was in Berryessa a couple, well, I was almost a couple months ago now. But we got out to the main lake, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know anything right now. This lake is so high. I know some places when it's a little lower, but as high as it was, I'm like, I have no clue what's going on out here Main Lake. No, that's how I felt at Orville. Uh, I fished the Wild West Pro-Am there early in the spring, and it was low, low, and you knew exactly where the fish was positioning, but here, it's just all shoreline, mm-hmm. you know, and I had my grand my grandson, so I really didn't run very far. I just <clears throat> pretty much stayed local, and Got a lot of fish, but nothing big. So with the lake rising that quickly, is the whole shoreline just like flooded grass right now? Yeah, pretty much is. There actually there is no shoreline anymore. It it's it's all the way up to the top as it can go. It's even a little above the rim. And there's really no shoreline at all. It's hard to find points, it's hard to find anything that even resembles what the lake looked like for the last three, four years. So you're, you're, you're talking about, well, I mean, it makes up for a lot of structure, right? Yeah, it does do that. But I think it just it comes up so fast. The only thing it's like any other lake, it's got a lot of willows in it. So, I mean, you could run willows all day long and, and throw weightless sinkos and spooks around willows and do well. But it's this time of year. It's really tough to catch big ones. Nothing like Ryan's catching down at the mother load lakes. I mean, he's he, he's mashing them down there. All right, we we don't need any more of that. That just we don't need any more <laughs> ego boosting over good thing, here. Good thing I got a flex fit hat on. You know what Jeez, I'm saying? Oh man, All yeah, I should have hired him before my tournament down at Don Pedro. <laughs> but but yeah, it, I mean, Orville's a lot of fish, but like I said, nothing big. You know. Uh, I mean, if people were looking to get out there and fish it, I would probably run way up the fingers, the north and the middle, you know, and up the west branch. The south, I usually don't fish this time of year much, but I'd run and just fish all the running water. Probably the next time I go there, that's what I'm going to do. And, and that's one thing I've been doing up on Don Pedro. And I, as everybody knows, I've been living on Don Pedro for the last couple of months, almost the last three months, you know, and, um, and one big tip I can give them. And, and you just said the same thing on Orville, but you, you go run up the, this time of year when we're starting to get warm days, the water's heating up that South end of the lake kind of starts to slow down. You run up to the North end, find some, 
colder water, and that's really all you got to do. Well, the funny thing is at Orville, the water really isn't that hot yet. I mean, I seen maybe the high. I mean, it wasn't a hot weekend like it's going to be this weekend, but I seen 71, 72. That's it. That's and that's really that's about not what we're hot. seeing at Pedro. Yeah, it's really not that warm for this time of year. Right. It so, just seems to me all these lakes are just really far behind. I mean, I still hear up at Clear Lake, they're catching a bunch of glide bait, you know, fish up there. Right, in the yeah. end of June. That's crazy. Yeah, that seems seems like, you know, I heard glide baits and, you know, LVs and everything else. Well, that's typical spring, but it's still working up there, and they're still schooled if you find them. In Orville, like I said, there's a lot of fish. Your typical baits, you know, your tubes, your sinkos, your worms, your spooks, you know, there's that, that, you know, any top water, and you have to go, you know, throw it all day, and you'll catch some good ones. Right. What's the water clarity look like up there, Jr.? Actually, it's pretty good. The water clarity is pretty good. It, it's it, it's a good color, and like I said, there is some debris that's floating because it has come up in the last week it's come up like i said i i heard it's over pool so like i said it's it's incredible i mean i drove by a point that i've fished for 20 years and drove right past it looking for it because it was just a shoreline <laughs> so and i want to hear your take on this because you've got a heck of a lot more experience on the water than i do but what Obviously, the water this year is great. Anytime we get the water as fishermen, we love that. But what do you think this is going to do up there for the bite next year? You know, that's a good question. I think time will tell. I really don't have an answer. I mean, these lakes are going to be full. You know, I don't fish Pedro a lot, so I don't know what kind of water hype you guys are getting but you know when i was down there it seemed like the lake was good in good shape and the lakes are in good shape up here even around my neck of the woods these trout lakes i mean one of them was pretty close to empty a month ago and i called on it and they said oh don't worry it'll fill up it's almost full now i mean you know so all these lakes are going to be full but i i think it's going to be great for the spawn you know, but I don't think they're fishing like they normally fish. I mean, you just look at these weights all over the lake. I mean, Clear Lake had pretty decent weight last week, but other than that, the Delta's fishing bad. Clear Lake up and down. Pedro, you know, the weight, you know, 15 pounds of one when I was there. But, you know, that, that used to be just to get a check. Right, right, uh, exactly. Okay. Like seven, eight years ago, yeah. Yeah, you know, Maloney's. So I, I think what it's going to do for all these lakes, I, I think they're on a little bit of a, a setback. But in the long run, I think it's going to be phenomenal fishing here in the next couple of years. Uh, I, I think it's going to get back to the good old days. So if if somebody wanted to come up there and fish Oroville, if, if you don't mind me asking this, and if you don't want to answer it, you don't have to, because we're not trying to grill you on, you know, on, oh, on specifics. I, I don't care. It but changes so much. But let's say that you're going out there to Oroville right now and you just want to go have a fun day, right? You're not worried about catching a bunch of giants. 
you're not tournament fishing, what are our five baits that you're going to have tied on right now at Lake Oroville? Well, for sure, you're going to have a, a dart-headed worm. That's Doesn't stable. matter, you know, your your Robo Worms, Aaron Magic, MM3s, uh, Morning Dawn. You're, you're going to have a four and a half and a six inch on with a, a three sixteenths to a quarter ounce. Either, you know, uh, Bass Union makes a pretty good weedless mm-hmm. dart head one mm-hmm. uh, or just an exposed dart head. But you're going to definitely want to have that tied on. The, the next, you're going to want to have a weightless Senko and, you know, a Ned Rig Senko, you know, a nail-weighted one. Uh, you're going to have to have a little CRD worm of some sort or some sort of bait, a Ned Head. Uh, you know, a drop shot. The funny thing is I cut my teeth on a drop shot at Oroville and used to do real well. But for some reason, I went away for it. But it still works very effective up there. Uh, you're going to need a top water and, and pretty much, uh, and you throw in a tube too. That's pretty right. much all you're going to need. Always throw in the tube. Always. Yeah. I like your style, JR. I like your style, <laughs> bud. Well, you know, what's you know, it's funny that JR, JR mentioned that there, there's some, some places are fishing really good. Millerton, which is. I was kicking out 17 pounds to win some tournaments not too long ago, right, Ryan? I well, think... but that included a 722 spot. That goes a long okay, way. Okay, that but goes yeah, a long way. But, yes, it it, it, it was fishing great was fishing when I was great. there, what was that, four or six weeks ago. Yeah, so last this last weekend, what was it, The uh, if today's the 28th, it had to have been like the 22nd, I think. Right. Uh, the The – New Gen winner was 9.95 with a five pound kicker. Right. But you got to keep in mind in this time frame, that lake has gone up like it has over 50% of what it, it was, was super low. Right. And that's, and that's one thing I've talked about. And JR, I mean, you can go ahead and give us your two cents, but my two cents is I love rising water. Right now, I'm loving Don Pedro because the water is rising steadily but slowly, maybe six inches a day, four to six inches a day. It's the perfect conditions. One thing I don't like, two things I don't like. One is falling water. I never like falling water, but I also don't like, don't like water that's rising three foot a day. Yeah, right. I, I don't like those dramatic changes. I don't think the fish do either, you know, and whenever you have whether it's either side of it, the quickly, the quick falling water or the very quickly rising water, I don't think either of those are ideal conditions. But that's, res- no, and that's, that's reservoir what, fishing though, right, JR? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly reservoir fishing, and Ryan knows as well as anybody. That's what honestly happened to Orville. It came up, and it came up in a hurry. And, and it just scatters the fish. I mean, there's fish out in 50 feet, and there's fish in one foot. So it, it just scatters the fish. And like I said, this time of year, it's just really tough to go pattern any big ones. I mean, you, you'll run into some, and, you know, on top water, and you'll run into a good one on a worm or whatever else. But it's just really hard this time of year to pattern because now the lake's full. 
Mm-hmm. You know, when the lake's down, you have way more structure. Now all that structure we had, it's in 150 feet, 160 feet deep. Right. So you, you, you don't have as much structure up on the bank at Orville as like when I was down at Dodd Pedro, you got lots of islands down there. You got a lot more tapering points, a lot more flats. Orville, we don't have a lot of that. Ryan knows you go up the canyons, it's straight up and down vertical walls. Right. So there's, so, so there's not, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking of it from a perspective of when it gets that high, you've got, you've got a lot of that wood, a lot of those things that generally you, maybe you don't, I'm thinking of places that I fish regularly where when the water's high, it's, it's better. Cause then it floods some of the, the bushes that are along the side that are above the water line. And then you can fish that, but you have to, you, I guess you have to, hone in on the the bank structure rather than the the points and the flooded islands things like that well that's a that's a reservoir or a lake with a lot of largemouth in it Mm -hmm. now we're talking a lot of spotted bass yep yep you know so they're not gonna just flood the banks which they are known to but they're not just gonna flood the banks and get in those trees you can catch spots in trees and you can catch spots and willows at Oroville. They get into a lot of willows, mm-hmm. but for a let, you know, with all the wood that's in the water now, it, it's tough to go pattern that the willows you can pass. But like I said, myself, the next time I go to Oroville, I'm running up the rivers. But like I said, I do not like fishing. And you could probably talk to 10 people from Oroville, Lockhart and a bunch of other guys that, or studs there, and they'll say the same thing. They do not like fish in Oroville when it is full. Yeah. It's not as good. Makes sense. It, it would actually be interesting because I can't ever remember me fishing a tournament, maybe one or two, when it was absolutely full and it would take like eight or nine pounds to win. Mm. So when the lake's low and you have all that structure and they can get on it in the bait there, then, you know, it takes quite a bit more weight. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a good report. They are <laughs> damn good. report. But if you want to come up now, I did, I did get a report from a friend and he probably will get mad at me, but you know, I like helping people out. I heard Collins was pretty good right now. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Collins. Hey, and um, and one more thing, JR. So if somebody wants to get up there and go out and check out that lake, are you still guiding? No, it, it was a little bit, little bit too much for me with my job and everything else. And you have to, which you know, you have to dedicate a lot of time and a lot of promotion and a lot of pushing things and it you know just wasn't for me i mean you know i jumped into it with a bad time with the economy and everything else i guided a few people and it is a fun and rewarding job just like you always you know you have you know kids that come out and you know my last one i took out he was an 82 year old and (laughs) i took him and his grandkids out and his grandkids were in their 40s and one was even in their 50s and you know, he couldn't even get out of the seat. I just set him down all day, and, you know, I got lucky and found a huge school, and 
he sat there and caught fish after fish and they were all between a pound and a half and two and a half. So oh, that nice was a ones. very good way to go out, you know? So, right. But maybe someday down the line again, you know, it may work, but right now it's just a little bit too much for me. Pretty. That's an in, that's interesting though, that you, you have that kind of Testament though, that you, you gave it a try and it's not for everybody. I don't, sometimes I look at Ryan and I'm like, I don't know how you do this, man, every day. Well, if, if he could tell you, I went, I went out with him, me and my son, when he first started. He, he, he had a way different boat than he does now. He, he could tell you, but oh, it, it was, it was a good time. It was way back when. Well, and the cool thing, the, the cool thing about that. And I remember that day like it was yesterday. You know, I, I learned, I learned just as much or more from you than you did for me. I guarantee you. Well, I appreciate that, but we learned a lot more about the lake because we only been to it like one or two times in the past. That so it, that was a fun it, day. It's Dude, a good I, lake. I was still guiding out of my. Uh, oh, I just got started. I was guiding out of a, a 2012 Bass Tracker that a buddy had uh, wrecked into a buoy and the front end of it was all pushed up. Like he yeah, sold it to me for $2,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the sad thing is, JR? I caught more big fish out of that boat than I have in the last four boats combined. Well, that's good. Like I said, <laughs> you know, you do a good job. I hear nothing but good things about you. So like I said, uh, the pitchers speak for themselves and it's not getting a big head. I mean, you look at all your happy clients and everything else. Like I said, you know, maybe if I would have went out with you, I could have gave Alex and Claire a run for their money. <laughs> but we we just had Clara on right before we got you on. We just interviewed her. Right. But no, I appreciate the kind words. You know, and it man, it's it, it was a uh, it was it was an honor getting to fish with you, and we appreciate the report. I know Joel does. I certainly you know, do. And, yeah, and we just, just, just appreciate you, bud. Yeah, we man. We we, we really were thinking about people up north, and and we've got a handful of guys, and you you were, were the one of the first people to come up. So thank you, Jr. Well, we thanks. appreciate we'll, you. Well, we'll we'll all three have to get together and do some fishing. I'd that would that. be fun. I'd love that. You guys just name it, and we'll go fishing. I we're just go. the good old boys. <laughs> I want to go fishing with JR. Never now. meaning no harm. All right. We're going to have to figure this one out. <laughs> well, you that guys was... have a good evening, and thanks a lot. Thanks, right, JR. Thank you, buddy. All right. Bye. That guy's cool as hell. you got to love that yeah, guy, he's man. Cool he's, he's just a good old boy. Straight up. Gives you the straight dope. He's no, he's no BS. There's no beating around the bush. You know, I just love it. I love it. So, so Orville, um, full to the brim. Full to the brim. Over full, he said. And the fishing, and you heard him. He said, you can catch a lot of fish. It's hard to catch any good ones. And that's that's typical of, of, of a lake that has risen that far, that fast, in that short amount of time. You know what? And, Joel, one thing that I, I do think... And I want to talk about it because the whole mother load is, you know, that's 
well, it sounds arrogant, but that's my area. You're so arrogant. I'm so sick of your arrogance. I know. I'm sorry. But there's a reason I haven't fished McClure and I haven't fished Maloney's much at all lately. I've been at Pedro because if you haven't followed it, McClure and Maloney's are both almost full. They have been rising incredibly quickly. And all the reports I'm getting is the bite is tough. And the, the bite at Pedro obviously has been really good. I mean, really good for a long time now. And that lake has been slowly, steadily rising. It's the perfect conditions. And, and that's one thing we've talked about in the past. I love rising water. I don't like quickly rising water. I don't like falling water. And, and, and I mean, right now, Pedro, you got the perfect storm. It's just, it's just coming up slowly and surely. And it's, it's perfect, but there's a reason McClure and Maloney's this time of year, which both should be on fire, you know, are fishing a little bit tougher right now. Hmm. I would think that, yeah, I mean, in my dumb brain, I would think that Maloney should be fishing really good, you know? Right. But they don't like those drastic changes. They just I am, don't. You know, I am stoked about the Ed Lacey being at McClure. I'm glad you changed it up. Was there a reason well, why it got changed up? So being Inquiring that we had to have, minds want to know, Ryan Cook. So being that we had to postpone it from this spring, obviously, with my wife and I not being home yet, um, and we had to push it to the fall. So traditionally, if, if you don't, if you don't know how to target those deeper offshore fish in the fall on Don Pedro, which a lot of people don't the bite gets really tough in the fall. One thing about Lake McClure in the fall being that it's smaller and being that we usually have a couple of decent storms by November and being that the water is usually on the rise at McClure by November, the bite usually is just good. It's just easy to catch fish. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to choose a location that the fishing was good at for the fall because I mean, it, it's just obvious. If guys go out pre-fishing and they're not catching them, whether it's for charity or not, a lot of these guys aren't going to fish the tournament. And I think all of these guys, all of our boats can go to Lake McClure beginning of November, you know, and and, and they all, they're all they all going to feel like they have a shot at winning that tournament because they're all going to go out pre-fishing and catch a lot of fish, and it's going to be fun, mm-hmm. you know. And as a tournament director who's throwing tournaments, you don't – you don't want a tough bite. It needs to be good fishing. And I think McClure November 4th is just like it has been the last three years. I think it's going to be really good fishing. I love it. I mean, if I'm going to go fish a tournament, I would rather catch fish and lose than struggle bus all day. Right. You know, and most guys would absolutely. I'm most guys. You're not most guys, Joel. You're so above and beyond. (laughs) I love you. You are – I look up to you, bro. I look up to you. Wow. You don't, gotta, I grow you, know, up, you, don't, you don't get to be a dick about it. You can just – No, you know, I'm not even joking. I look stand, up to you. you I, standard, I respect the shit out of you. You're a standard, regular human being without having to be, you know – I'm not being a dick. Low-key dick. Wow. <laughs> That's one of the nicest things you said to me all night. You know I love you. <laughs> we did have some fun on Saturday, though. Oh God, it was fun. That was a blast, man. I'm telling you, like, it, there, there's something about getting out on the ocean, 
if you don't get sick, I, there is something to say about. And we you know we didn't talk about was the absolute shit show that the boat was. Oh god, oh, well. it was. Well, oh Nick, boy, Nick Cloutier. Speaking of shit shows, oh Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, he is. He is. He is not a shit show. He's. We're. We're. I'm kidding with you, buddy. We're. We're just talking about a different thing. Yeah, I am. Come on. All right. Everyone knows uh, Nick Cloutier is one of our favorite people ever to have on. And I. I literally sent him a text message because we were supposed to have your buddy Joey on. He didn't answer. Wait. Wait to let Nick know he was second fiddle, Joel. What? Hold on. Wait. Yeah. I know. I didn't see that text until after I said yeah, and I was like, this. He really put me. As the backup guy. The backup guy. <laughs> the backup guy. Well, so so I, I I saw the I saw the before before this before this, but you and him were out there uh, swapping twisted teas together, and uh, <laughs> swapping <laughs> twisted teas. And, that and, sounds dirty. And he and he, it, and he, and he, he bested you with the the big fish. So we we wanted to go with him, but we'll take the second place guy. <laughs> We'll take second. I'm used to second place. Second place. Oh, stop that! It's one of the worst things ever. Every time I see you up there and you get second, it breaks my it breaks my heart. That's the old Aaron Martin's curse right there, bud. You know what? Hey, it's a good it's a good place to be. You know what? It's better than third or fourth. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not bad. The first one hurt. Second one, you're like, yeah. The third one, you're like, yeah. It Whatever. just it just slowly becomes like the normal. Yeah. <laughs> you cry the first you you cry the first few times, but after the third time, you're just like, oh, I wonder dude, how much I get in the second. Uh, dude, and and literally, I I text you what 15 minutes ago, and you're on the show now. As we're as we're finished, I'm, I'm at work. I literally just got into my truck. See, this is this is why, and people ask me like, "You you really like Nick?" I'm like, "I I love Nick. Nick's one of my favorite uh-huh. people that I've ever had on this podcast, and will continue to be because you always come through. You you come through in the clutch. I'm a man of my word. That's right. I'll give you that. That's right, man. Nick, if only you could hear what he was saying about you five minutes ago. Oh wow! That's good. All, all because I took him out to clear like and he didn't catch him. Well, hey, you caught you caught what like an eight that day. I mean, you were catching, what was that bait you were throwing? That like glide bait, wake bait thing. Well, I was throwing a jerk bait all day. You had a jerk bait. No, no. Oh, I was throwing the T. I caught that good one on the TK. There it is. That's the one. Yeah, and you were like, "What the hell is that thing?" And then yeah. you you proceeded to catch like an eight that day, and we have and then we had bologna sandwiches. Right, right in front of Zach's trolling motor too. Yeah. It was, dude. It was right before we got to Zach, and you caught that big one, and then went over there, and he's like, "I'm catching crappie," and then he gave us bologna sandwiches. It was one of my favorite days ever. Yeah, he's over there pre-fishing for a pro am, and he's, he's over there playing with crappie. Yeah, yeah, and eating bologna sandwiches and making bologna sandwiches for strangers. And then he's like, "Oh, I, I haven't caught nothing," and then he weighs twenty pounds the next day. And that day, though, all, honestly, we—I got to see one of the strangest things I've ever seen, and it's one of my favorite Clear Lake stories. Is the dude that was cooking the duck egg in the beer can? Um, yeah, that was with Clear Lake water. With Clear Lake water. Oh, dude, the, those tweakers are some amazing the, human beings. Dude, they are industrious. They—they they make it work. They make it work. God, that's <laughs> one way to put it. Found some duck egg out of tin cans. Oh, whole lake full of water. 
let's make some dinner. You know what I mean? Dude, they were pumped. All the people around him were pumped. Like he was the deal. I don't think I've ever gone by that bank and and not seen a person with a shirt on. (laughs) That was the other thing. (laughs) Everybody had no shirts on. It was the no shirt crew. Right. Even the next day, I went back there, and there were still people with no shirts on. They blend. They blend in though. Like you have to really look for them because they're just like they laying there with no shirts on. Shirts like are those uh, I, I Spy books back in the day. <laughs> Remember yes. those? The I Spy. I Spy. The I Spy. A, a man with no shirt hiding in the rock. Yes. It's like six of them, but you really got to look. If you really them. look, they don't though, move. there's it's hard to find the other ones though, because you can see the the easy ones, yeah. but you can't find the hard one ones. One of them, will, one of them, will, like roll over or something like that. You're like, oh, there's another one. Jesus. All right, Nick, Nicoli, um, that was a great intro for you, Nick. We're we're <laughs> we're we're uh. So we're we're just we just want to know a little bit about what's going on in the Delta. We don't need baits. We want to know about water temps and clarity and kind of what's going on because this has been the one of the weirdest years for the Delta in a long time, I think. Yeah, it's it's horrible. It's, it's been horrible. absolutely horrible. <laughs> uh, well, we had all that high water and last the last time we had a high water year, the fishing was really good, like extremely good, which was. You know, I was pumped that we were getting all this rain. I'm like, oh, dude, it's going to flush the system. We're going to, you know, we're going to do the, the high water, you know, running the banks with chatterbaits, catching 30 pounds. I was all excited. That's just not the case. I mean, it's, it's hard to pinpoint what exactly the issue is. Uh, I mean, the sea lions, and you're going to hear that from everybody, the sea yeah, lions, yeah. sea lions. But, I mean, they they... They're doing work, you know, and they're getting bigger. They're they're not scared of people. They're you know, they're they're they've adapted very well to the system and they know where these fish are. They're those I'll tell you what, then them sea lions, they're they're really smart. Mm-hmm. They've really adapted this river system and and how to corral these fish. They know when they're gonna be there. It's crazy. It's almost like, like right now, I don't know. We went out the other day. I didn't see one. And I'm not sure if it's just because the water temps kind of are up in the 70s that they they don't like that. But it's, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, they, during the spawn, I mean, they absolutely wiped out a lot of the older population. And, and that hurt because those are all the ones with the good genes. Mm-hmm. And it takes them so long to get that big, and it they they just rip them to part it to pieces. I mean, I mean, I'm I mean, not. I think that has a huge play in it. Um, a lot of the big flats, first of like the big break Frank, um, they, they were almost like deserted. Like there was barely any signs of life when, which earlier in the year, those are great places to be. Yeah, and I don't, I don't. I don't know what's happening. I think the tide, the, the fluctuation of water that's coming in is kind of repositioning these fish differently than what people are used to. Are they going back into but, deeper pockets, more inaccessible places? It's hard to say. It, it's, I mean, there's certain parts of the river that are holding fish, but they're not in their normal places. 
Like you should be able to flip Hydrilla right now and and smash them pretty good. And they're just not in the grass, which is very strange. Cause that's I I love to flip the Hydrilla. You know, I'll catch good bags doing that, especially this time of the year. Yeah. And then just not just getting bit, you know, here and there when it should be like go down a stretch that I know very well and <clears throat> catch a, a bunch and good ones. So, yeah, I mean, even the top water, I mean, it's, it's just weird, dude. It's, I mean, I hope it's just a high water phase. You know, when the high water came, it just hit them at the wrong time. And hopefully next year, you know, something happens. But, I mean, even spawner, I haven't even really seen that many big spawners when I was out fishing tournaments in the beginning of the year. So, and for anybody who doesn't know, like, like for anybody who doesn't know, Nick's out there as much as anybody. Like, you're out there a lot. And I try. Honestly, I have more fun fishing the lakes now than I do going 10 minutes down the road. Well, but you, but you spend plenty of time there and you're not the only person that said this exact same thing. Yeah. I talked to, we talked to, to Juan not too long ago. Talked to, I talked to people regularly that fish the Delta that are reasonably good anglers. Anglers. I'm an angler. Just out here angling. Just out here angling. But talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. He knows what Boom, we're talking about. Boom, baby. <laughs> so, so, but, but you're not the only one to say this. So it's, I don't know. It's it kind of, kind of freaky. It's just not fun anymore. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I live literally, I can go to big break. I can go to Russo's hauling track. I don't even care to go. Cause it's not, it, it's frustrating. Oh shit! Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. Since I started fishing the Delta, what every single time ever? (laughs) I mean, look at the weight. Look what it's taking to win. Nothing. The Wednesday nighters are are a pretty key indicator of that because generally those should be pretty consistent twenty pound bags. It's evening on the Delta in June, especially in in the summer months in the evening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when me and Joey went out, I didn't catch that many. To be honest with you, I only caught a few. But I was getting blow up, but they just were not. They just were just playing with it. You know what I mean? They weren't being real aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I only had a, a short time period to, to do anything. But yeah, it's just I don't know what's going on out there. I wish I had a, an explanation to what what's happening but i mean, to catch a seven eight pounder right now that's it's not easy <laughs> like at all to catch a three pounder it's not easy i was out with a well, with a guy in in five Fe- it's not even easy i was out in february with a with a with a buddy who caught a nine nine and that february. was that february. was yeah that was pretty crazy like late february i think it was late february early march and I was like, "That's February pretty crazy. and September are the are my favorite months. The, uh, February, because a lot of guys still it's still that cold water, and I don't think a whole lot of guys really chime in that you could, you know, you could burn down the bank with a chatterbait and smash them. They're mm-hmm. still doing the jerk bait stuff like that. But September is great because it's starting to cool down a little bit. Uh, you're going into that fall transition, and 
the bike for me in September is awesome. I love September too. But everything else, like summer months, I honestly, I don't like summer months. Then you go into the six hour rule with tournaments and it's just yeah. it's not enough time. Well, so I'm curious if, if you're not going to a lake, oh, well, if you're not going to the Delta, what lakes are you fishing? Comanche? Uh, I went to Comanche the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at Don Pedro last weekend. Okay. Uh, um, what other places have I been going to? Yeah, I'd rather go. I mean, I had a blast at Don Pedro. Yeah. Uh, well, Ryan's been having a blast at Don Pedro. I don't, I don't know where you catch those fish. I mean, I fish <laughs> Ryan, tell him. Tell him. Not like that. You know what? Most most of them are catching right in the upper lip, and a few of them down in the bottom lip. <laughs> no. See, I think the problem is that I'm fishing somewhere in between. And then, no, up at Don Pedro right now, uh, like as you know, it's been fun, right? I mean, it's wide open. Oh yeah. Um, but the the key to our bigger fish up there is is long is long arming. He, he long arms, and the vid- that's the one photos. key. Photos are awesome. We definitely yeah. long arm. We're long armers for life up here. Um, got it. But you got to get up the lake. Like you got to get up to the cooler water. Yeah, see, I went up under. What is it? The two bridges up there. There's yeah, there's the there, the forty nine uh, bridge, and the you got the Moxon bridge. bridge. The first bridge on the right. Those little little flat points or whatever that come off right there. I was catching catching them over there pretty good. No, no big ones, but. Right. Having a good time. So it's all I'm after now. It's a good time. Oh, he's he's blowing your water up now, and uh, we just we had you on here for Delta, and now you're blowing up Don Pedro water. <laughs> Let, wow! Let's blow it up. Wow. Exactly. Boom! Boom! Pow! <laughs> no. Well, I, I and, and we. <laughs> We weren't, we weren't going to do this, but I, I want to give you – did you watch Austin – I'm sure you watched Austin Bonjour's video, right? Yeah. Do you – and you haven't posted anything. Do you want to say anything about it? If you don't, don't worry about it. Uh, no, I'm not I'm not going to comment on what's happening. Uh, it's, it's just kind of too catchy to mm-hmm. do that. Um, I will say I am owed money. And it's very frustrating, um, you know, because I'm not, I'm a single income household mm-hmm. with two kids and a stay at home wife. Yep. So fishing money, I mean, I have a good job, but it's expensive. You know, I have a mortgage. I have, you know, everything that everyone else has. And with a single income, it's, you know, I make ends meet. You know what I mean? I, I do what I have to do to, to make it by, you know, I'm not wealthy by any means but i'm but i'm making it yep. so fishing money carries me over you know what i mean it, it it gets me to the next point and to the next tournament to, to the next whatever you have to do like if you, yeah you know what i mean it, it whether i i'm spending on the family or or the next tournament you know what i mean it, it just it makes me feel more financially secure when i you know, get $4,000 when I get $7,000, you know what I mean? I have that cushion now in my bank account Yep. and, and to, you know, I've never, I've never not been paid for an event. So 
right after the Almanor event, I redid my driveway. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I put in that I was going to get this money. And I, you know, because I've never not been paid. And I ended up not getting it. So Feel, feeling it like. Kind of put me in a. Yeah. A weird financial spot that I don't like to be in because then I get stressed and it affects my home life. And, you know, I don't like to show it to my family that I'm stressed out about things, but you know what I mean? It, 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 you got to stay strong and, and, and be the provider. But at the same time, it's like, man, you know what I mean? This 38, I mean, they owe me $3,800. I mean, that's not a whole lot to some people, but for others that are, you know, Making it by barely, it's, it's a good cushion. It's a driveway. It's a, it's a driveway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish. I wish. <laughs> it was probably a little more than that. But way too much on that thing. But it's almost like it being, nice. and and I don't mean to make light of it, but it's like Clark Griswold when he gets the Jelly of the Month Club. He, he <laughs> yeah. I mean, he ba- he banked on getting that. He banked on getting that money. He, he's owed it. Oh yeah, they put a pool in. Yeah, he's already already put the down payment on the pool. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean it's it's it's, it's, it's honestly dude place. honestly dude seriously it's not funny. I I don't th- I, I mean you can make light of things in in life because sometimes you have to, but I don't think it's funny. I think it's shitty. No, it's it's it sucks, and you don't know what to believe. You know what I mean? You don't. You know, one person says this, one person says that, but who knows what the real truth is. And I just, you know, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and dwell on it. I'm just going to carry on. I'm not going to bash anybody. You're right. Uh, yep. It, yep. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I mean what, what are you going to do? I mean, do I think what Austin did was, was right? Absolutely. Yeah. But that's him. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think that people should be aware of what's happening, but from my standpoint, I don't, that's just not the way I, I want to do it. You know what I mean? I, right. I know what's going on. I, I don't need to put my two cents into it and in the public eye. I think, I think, um, I think he did that for all of you, to be honest. It's out there. Everybody knew it before. Yeah. I mean, he's like me, you know what I mean? Blue collar guy, you know, with a family and it, it does. I mean, he's owed more than I am, but it's, it takes a toll when you think that you're getting a certain amount of money and, and you don't, and you don't have an answer when you're going to get it. So it's, it's, it's tough, really tough. You spend a lot of money, spend a lot of money doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, Shit. Yeah. Well, you know what I want to know? If, if, if you, if, if you were dumb enough to go out to the Delta <laughs> What 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 advice would you give to that poor sucker? <laughs> oh man! Oh, and you know why I probably I'm probably not catching him because I'm not throwing a drop shot. I'm not throwing a sanko. Um, there you go. I know so, I know the fish are on the outside of the weeds, uh, crankbait. Uh, I mean, definitely in the morning, throw top water. You know they're they're active. Well, is the is the water clear? What's what's the water temp? What's the clarity? Is it? Um, where I seen in about the the central delta, it it was a little murky. Um, not not so clear. I mean, it was a really really low tide, but yeah, it, I'd say about a, 
a foot visibility if that mm-hmm. and it, there's, there's a lot of grass you know it, it looks good it looks healthy um but yeah definitely there's there's a lot of fish around the current breaks um i haven't been to the main flat I, I went to one when i was out with joey and there was there was fish there you know but Definitely, a, a, say, a topwater and a crankbait. And for you drop shotters, I'm sure you can go to town on them on a drop shot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just the typical Delta stuff. You know, punching. I caught a couple punching. Uh, none in, in the hydrilla, all in, in highest and mats. So uh, if I had to go out tomorrow to do a tournament, I'd have a frog tied on. Um some sort of popper or whopper popper, my punch rod, and a, and a chatterbait and a crankbait. And just move. You got to move around. You have to. Got to stay ahead of those sea lions. Yeah. <laughs> well, you that's the other thing. You find you might as well drive around and go and go find them things. honestly, if you're fishing the area and there's sea lions around, there's fish around. And usually, this is what I'm saying when they when they adapt. Usually when they're around, it's because the fish are out feeding. Yeah. I, and I may sound stupid saying this, but I think they're this, they're this smart. They're like the but, they're like the birds now. Like if you find them, you're in the right spot because the fish are there. They know in these areas. Shit. Residential sea lions. I'll call it that. Residential sea lions to a certain area know when these bass are going to feed. Call me crazy, but no, no, it makes total sense. It makes sense. Coming out of the grass, they don't. They don't they know just, when they're going to they come out of hiding and start moving around. They don't get that fat when they're laying out by just laying out and then just getting lucky. They know exactly when to go feed, and they know exactly when to haul out and lay out and piss everybody off. Yeah, they they know where the fish are. They know when they're going to come out. I mean, yeah, you might see some just roaming up and down the bank, but I'm saying those residential sea lions that you always see in the same area, they have got that area dialed in. Right. Shit. And they're, they're not, they're not dumb. <laughs> For a big old blob of skin floating around out there, they're actually pretty smart. Right. They are. And they're not, they're not scared of you no more. That's for sure. They'll come right up to you. One right under your boat. You know you can. You know you can use a slingshot to like. That there is a, there is a thing in the regs where if you're being harassed by a sea lion, you can use like a <clears throat> slingshot or there's like rubber bullets or like there's a whole thing. Look, go look it up in yeah. the in the regs. But get a slingshot out, uh, I, dude. I, I, give I give him a piece of your mind. <laughs> give it to my son. <laughs> there you go. Have at it, bud. Don't tell your mom. <laughs> now we're talking about a good. Now we're talking about a good time out there. <laughs> hey, if if they were to, all right, think about this for a second. Let's just let's just think about this. Let's if they were it. to open up, <laughs> open up sea lion season. Oh God! Would you would you book a trip? Yes. You know how fun that would be, dude. That would be a blast. Oh my God! Drive around and 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 try to get those things. I'm I'm in. 
I think I think I'm we've sorry to, and, for my enthusiasm for killing one of those beelines. Uh, I think that'd I, be a great time. I want this on the record as someone who was raised to think that the the Mammal Protection Act did, did a lot of good. Um, I think at a certain point when something works really well, as soon as it starts working too well, to the point where they're everywhere and they're no longer needed to be protected. I think the Marine Mammal Act should probably be amended to the point where. Well, let's just say you're allowed two of them a year, right? I'm in. A couple twist keys, a couple <laughs> shotguns. <laughs> I'm in. You're talking about a dad gun good time. I'm in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Dude, and, and it's not, it's so not going fun. to make a dent in the population of sea lions in the world. That's the thing no. that kind of makes me mad is like. You're you're not hurting any. You're not hurting the population of actual sea lions. These things have come in and they've wreaked havoc in a place that they really. I mean, maybe in the in the history, maybe they were back up in the all the rivers and stuff. But I don't. know. They were, but they. It, it's not like what you see now. You know, I mean, when I when I was young and I was fishing out there in the winter time, you would you'd maybe see one. You know what I mean? Out in the main channel, chasing stripers and stuff. Yeah. Where it is now, yeah, it's crazy. And it's yeah. only going to get worse. Like it's oh, only yeah. going to get worse. It, it, I, I hate to say it because I love that river so much, but it's it's not. It's not in good shape right now, and it's not going to be in good shape in ten years. Damn. Well, I hope so you're you wrong. I hope you're wrong, but you know better than I do. So that it is what it is. I, sucks for me to have to say that yeah like it's almost like yeah, i say it but i don't want to believe it but it's it's not looking good like 12 to 13 pounds is going to be winning which it already is right now you know what i mean 13 14 pounds 16 pounds is winning like what yeah that's, see, yeah, that's guys crazy still thing. not coming in with limits so before we let you go um how many twisted t's did you have the other night Well, I was responsibly driving a boat, so I did not partake in the twisted. No tea twisted. Activity. You did no twisted teas. Wow. No. Well, I'm a responsible boat see, uh, this enthusiast. Is, this, is, this is what I'm talking about. This is being responsible, dude. Don't <laughs> don't be like these jet skiers out there that are having eight twisted teas. Just don't have any. Oh God. <laughs> you save it's them been, for when you get home. Shit you save them for when you get home. I like it. So basically, Joey just just replenished my fridge. That's all that happened. Well, good. Well, he well, didn't re- he, he didn't replenish this podcast. We had to we had to call you in. Back up. <laughs> we had to call you in. Wow. We yeah, had to call you. You know what's funny? Ryan's you know trying to egg this on. I've been, Me yeah, and I him drag, talk I, about I, this. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Earlier in the no, week, no, no, I was no, like, no. let's have Nick on. He's like, well, what's what about Joey Skim? I'm like, either of them are awesome. Well, I'll just talk to Joey, and that's who we talked to. And sorry, it didn't he's work got out shit that way. coming out of his ears. He's so I, I hope I hope Joey listens to this because he says that I'm the hardest person to get a hold of. Did pretty easy tonight. <laughs> Worked out pretty well for everybody, I think. <laughs> hey, brother, what, dude? We we really do love you here. You're 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 TBR royalty. So thank you. I appreciate it, fellas, and I'm always. Always love coming in and talking to you guys. We both appreciate it very much, buddy. I've, I've, I've been trying to just keep quiet, let you and Joel do your thing here. 
He ran. No, he ran. He ran the other two interviews, and I kind of sat back, so it was my turn. It's because I it's because I brought up Don Pedro. Yeah, yeah, dude, you, <laughs> you can talk you about Don Pedro out, all you, you want. You blew out all his spots, dude. He's done. <laughs> He's like, damn it, he really said it underneath the just, bridge. Just put him out of business. <laughs> one, th- one thing you learn on my you learn on my boat. We don't fish spots. We fish patterns. There's oh, a reason for there it. There you go. Look out. We fish patterns. <laughs> you talk about spots all you want, there, Nancy Pants. Not you, Nick, Joel. Uh, I didn't talk about spots. He did. What are you trying to do here? You see what he's doing, Nick? You see that? He's indirect. He's indirectly saying. He is. He is. He knows what he's doing. All right, brother. We'll let we'll let you go. Hey, be, uh, love to the family. Right on, guys. Appreciate it, man. See All right, buddy. Thank you. Later. <laughs> I love that guy. Always a super solid <laughs> individual it's, it's there, so Joel Ede. It's so much fun to talk to him, and he's so he's like so real. Honestly, like he'll just give it to you straight. I love that. Well, yeah, that was an incredibly depressing yet honest report on the Delta. Well, I mean, it's dude, it is happening. This is happening. It's dude. Every time I go, it's I see, and I don't go that often. The, the thing is, it's crazy. Is I don't go that often. Every couple months, but every single time I go, every couple months, I see more and more of them. And I'm not out there that much. Right. So it's like every time I go out, it's one. When I first went out, it was one. A couple, uh, four years ago. Right. And it was like one. You would see one or two. And then it's two or three. Now it's like four. It's like every place you go, you see them. Right. They're everywhere. Well, I grew up on that Delta, right? I, I, I grew up striper fishing that Delta. That's what we did when I was a kid. You know, and it was the same thing. You'd see, you might run into two a day, maybe. And that's trolling for stripers. That's covering a lot of water. And you go up there now, I mean, you might see, you might see a dozen a day easily. It's just a completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same principle as why we don't see deer on our lakes anymore. I mean, when I first started guiding four and a half, five years ago, I mean, we could go to New Maloney's and we'd see 40 deer a day. You'd go to Don Pedro, you'd see, you know, 10 to 20 deer a day. Same with McClure. Now I I can literally count on one hand the amount of deer I've seen in the last month up there. Mm -hmm. Being out there, you know, three, four, five days a week. Because predators are good. We want more predators. Always. Right. And and, and that's the problem our state is in. and Our country's in. Well, I mean, you there's predators in a lot of different ways. And if anybody's reading between the lines, we're kind of uh, giving predators uh, a pass in a lot of different ways. Yeah. That's uh, between, if you Absolutely. read between the lines there. Hash- groomers. Between- uh, groomers. <clears throat> yep. Uh, no. What? Preach. 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 We're done here. Preach, brother. We're done here. That was a great podcast. Jo- Joey just hit me up. He was, he was riding horses with his kids. Totally understand. Um, we told him we were talking shit, and uh, he's not real happy about that. But we love, we love, we love Joey Skim. We're gonna have him on. Um, he'll get over it. He'll be fine, and we'll have him on again. And we do uh, love that guy, though. We do, we do. We love both those guys. Um, that was fun. Good, good episode. That was fun. I love these like every other uh, two week marathons that we do. It's fun. I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a fan. I hope you're I'm all our fans. Fan. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, tell a friend, right? We're out. 
by Rian. By Hoel. Go to 10! I was at about 6. You don't want to see me go to 10.